This review comes from our, do fr our good friend, Kenny Tology. It's a five-star review of the Nerdy Wordy Book Club that says, Do be good. By my aged grandmother, this podcast, do be as professional as Scooby do be. 10 out of 10 review, guys. Can we, can we get some hype in chat for the review? Thank you. is right welcome back to another edition of the nerdy the wordy the book club this time we are covering the entirety of the fires of heaven it's a recap episode it is it is we've got an entire book to talk about yes. this time yeah uh and some questions from you guys um if you are here and you're not in our discord and you want to ask us questions discord it, it's, it's closed for today's episode, but for next time, for next time, you too can ask us a thing that you want us to answer. Yes. That's how that works. If you hear construction noise this week, we're so sorry. There's quite literally nothing we can do about it. Mm -hmm. um, also, mm -hmm. uh, if you want to hear other things, you can go to Audible. Audible sponsors this podcast, and it is a place where you can listen to things, usually books read aloud by people who usually. have hopefully been paid. Usually. What, mm -hmm. what else do you think is on Audible if it's not that? Like cookbooks? Are there Audible cookbooks? I there, there has, has to, be. to be, right? You know what? Yes, there, there has to be. Absolutely. Even, even just for like accessibility for um, the, the sight-impaired people. No, that is 100%. You would think that you would have to have like descriptive... Yeah. No, that I, I never thought about that. I never thought I would like be able to listen to someone say... Like three quarter cup sugar, beats until smooth. Like, but I guess that's, huh. yeah. I never really thought about that. Yeah, there must there must be like instructional manuals. Although, I think the tough thing about like an audible for a cookbook would be like if you miss an instruction, mm -hmm. like trying to go back to just find that instruction. Because mm -hmm. when you're reading a cookbook, you can just go look at the beginning of the page. Yes. And you can like go all the way back. But uh, the with, it, it would be really tough. To yeah. yeah. like be like, oh, what was that thing I was supposed to do at the very beginning? And he said that at the end of the process, do this. And then you're just like scrolling through like an hour and a half of audio trying to find no, like I want I I want I want IKEA to upload their instructions as <laughs> audible. Use the little wrenchy thingy. No, no, but the, the thing is, there's, there's no, like, written where It's just pictures. And so it's someone who has to describe the pictures in a Swedish accent. And honestly, that's all that I want. So, Ikea, you can have that idea for free as long as I get to enjoy it. Thank you. Coming soon to audibletrial.com slash nerdynightly, Ikea manuals. Why not? Nobody wants to keep a stack of a manual paper. Uh, all right. It's a great idea. Well, this is an episode of the Nerdy Wordy Book Club. Uh, I know that most of y'all probably want to talk about something else, though, because we're we're talking about the Wheel of Time here on this show, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we uh, got some Wheel of Time news yesterday. Yes. Twitter wanna, of Time was blowing up last I night. I want to briefly go through the Wheel of Time news from yesterday before we get into the episode. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So, question, uh, what's got you more excited? the season two footage mm. or the knowledge that we're getting origins episodes in a month and some of those origins episodes will include the fall of malkir the backstory <sighs> of my boy lan mandragoran i don't want to pick one that's rude um 
Uh, honestly, here's the thing. Season two, for, I know we only caught glimpses here and there, but I, it still really hyped me up for it. Mm-hmm. But my boy Lan, I wanna, I wanna watch those origins. I love that we both loved the art style of the origins. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I love that they are getting more attention this time around. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm here for all of it. I hope they put out like one every like other month or something leading up until the season release. Um, uh, Jeff Dan- Dennis says, uh, origins, Minethrin isn't land though. If I said land, uh, I, I misspoke. Malkir. We are getting the backstory of Malkir, which oh. is uh, the backstory of land. Um, I don't think we'll get Minethrin. Uh, didn't we kind of get Minethrin in season one? Well, they didn't. Yeah, they we did. Told the story. About yeah, no, the origin. No, we got the origins about Minethrin. Was there? That was one of the episodes that we watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the beautiful shot of her like exploding herself in the city. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, no, you're um, right. No, we're getting Malkir, uh, the last son, my boy. We also in that season two behind the scenes footage, we got that shirtless land image, and I thirsted hard. <laughs> um, Daniel Henny. I, I want to apologize. Um, you're just very attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please. But don't. We're take not that the right way. Not the wrong way. You're attractive. That's. Yeah. Anyways. No, I'm apologizing for um, just being so visibly attracted to you so constantly on the internet. Uh, I, I don't think you mind. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can... He's probably like, I'm glad so many people are attracted to me so that I'm making money. You know what? Fair. Fair. We, we, we're glad that you're making money, Daniel Henry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a couple things that we we did our video about the uh, breakdown mm-hmm. of the season two footage last night. A couple yes. things. Um, we met Jeff from Bornhold before. We met him in season one, and I just like completely blanked on him during that video. But yeah, we oh, did. Oh, he was the, so, bl- the kind of blondish reddish. No, he was the older white cloak um, on the road in season, in episode two. Oh, did they name him as Bornhold? Uh, I apparently I I don't know I think okay. so. But that right. so they're saying that the white haired dude who's too attractive to be a white cloak mm-hmm. unless it's Galad that might be Dane. That might we might already get Dane. Bornhold. Oh, that might be his son. Yeah, he looks a little old. I don't know. He could be like thirty. He's got a face covering on. You don't know. Maybe they're okay. living in post breaking time. Those years age you faster than our years. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's got he's got country miles on him. As they say, <laughs> country miles. You know, uh, what was it? What's it saying? Uh, Calgary. Um, oh, what? his face has some back roads on it. Some I've never yeah, heard yeah. that before. Okay. It's for like it's an expression for like when when you work for when you like work with your hands for a living. Not like me, I'm a soft boy. Mm-hmm. But when you when you like work on a construction site or you work a farm. Um, he's got some country, he's got some back roads on him. That's like the, okay, the weathering okay. on his face. The one other big one that uh, like people seem to be speculating is the behind shot of the long white hair of Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> Sorry. It's just Henry Geralt, Cavill. <laughs> it's Geralt of Ruidian this I would, time. I would love if the, that was an accident. I would love if they're like, wait, that's a shot from the Witcher. How did that end like, up in oh, our... Oh, damn it. <laughs> um, no, I've, it's too green to be the Witcher. I've heard people say Varen. Yeah, okay. I mean, it looks like it looks more masculine clothing, but she's a brown though. Like I feel like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's totally possible. Uh, I'm um, just hoping that it's Gaul fighting the White Cloak. I would love that. Yes. Um, I think we're gonna get Gaul. I I think that's gonna happen. Uh, Sambi says, "What is the show's obsession with impractical slash ugly weapons?" I don't know what you're talking about. I thought the weapons all looked pretty great. 
Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything like super impractical. I I don't think we got a close up of many weapons. There were people who had swords on their backs, and there was a white cloak with like some kind of like. Yeah, and Lan's sword is super practical. Yeah, I don't know. And the battle axe just looks like a battle axe. It's confusing that it's not Perrin's battle axe, but it looks super practical. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Yeah, I'm not sure actually. Um, uh, Orchid Eater uh, brings up the. I thought it was Elias in the scene with the fade on the door. I have a feeling that um, Elias and Huron are going to be the same character. I, oh, that's what I was thinking after we stopped recording. I was like, they're probably going to just, just for convenience sake, merge the two of those characters together. Soft boy is your new color in Fortnite. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I know I'm a soft boy. We're gonna have we're gonna have Fortnite um t- tags. Mine is the rooster. The rooster. Yours is soft boy. And Sex Monkey is just Sex Monkey because it's a great name. Um, shout out to our mods. Mm-hmm. Those of you um, who have been here for a while, you know our mods, best mods. Um, thank you guys so much for everything that you do. And um, I just want to do a little bit of a quick shout out before we jump into the show. We have the Nerdy Wordy Book Club on TikTok yep. and on Instagram. And we are going to be putting up shorts and clips and highlights, um, making little TikToks from the show over there, and also, you know, doing some TikTok trends, but Wheel of Time inspired. Yeah. Um, so if that sounds like your kind of humor, go please follow those. And um, thank you, Dakuna, for keeping track of the comedic moments during the episodes yes. so that we can turn those into TikToks. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, guys, uh, thank you for sitting through us talking about that. Mm-hmm. But we should probably start talking about the book. Yes. I, I, I want to talk more about it, but I also, like, I want to talk about this book. You know what? We did a live reaction. You can go watch that for the season two footage. And you know what? If we if if we still have stuff we want to talk about, we can always do another stream. We could. Um, but for now, let's talk about the fires of heaven. And we have a great first question here from Deshiva that I really want to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to start with this today because I think that it is... Something I it's a it's a thing I've never actually thought about in regards to fiction before. Okay. And I'm I'm excited about this question, Deshiva. Thank you for it. Uh they asked, this far into the series, what makes Wheel of Time Wheel of Time to you? How does it set itself apart from other fantasy or sci-fi works? So when you're thinking about like, oh, this is a Wheel of Time book, what makes it a Wheel of Time book? And I, I think that this question is gonna get really interesting mm-hmm. ten books from now. When yes. <laughs> uh, Brandon Sanderson takes over the writing, mm-hmm. obviously, I, I think that's eight, six books from now, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, what will Brandon Sanderson be able to keep the wheel of timeness in the wheel of time? Yeah, I, so I, I, I took a few minutes to think about this one because I was like, I have no idea. But I think what this series does differently and... Uh, I'm sure chat is going to be like, well, actually, this person did it first, and that's fair. But for me, what stands out about the Wheel of Time is the uh, strengths and weaknesses of the of male and female, mm-hmm. and how the power works, and how it's d- divisive by gender, <clears throat> um, and how it changes when both sides work together, and um, what happens when they don't, right? Do we mm-hmm. see the consequences of that? And um, I think that... It's just kind of like a running theme through the Wheel of Time, but it's something that I hadn't experienced um, in, a, in a literature setting before. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's kind of what makes it the Wheel of Time and what sets it apart is that idea of sight in and sight R. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I didn't immediately go to that i i kind of i i went when i first read this question i don't know i'm not saying wrong i'm just i mean like when when i first read the question my brain went to the spanking 
But it's it's actually spanking. Well, no, for me it's time. the arms folded under the breast. Um, of course. The... <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Cleavage. Uh, no, for for me it it really is the kind of um, breakneck pace of it but also mm. how, like, languid the story is. It's an interesting mix of, like, these characters are going to cross the entire continent in this book, but also not very much is going to happen. And you're going to learn right. a lot. Like, what's interesting to me about The Wheel of Time is um, what, what sets it apart from other fantasy stories to me is how much is described about the physical world mm. <laughs> in scenes where important things are happening and there's times when i'm like i think i feel like the important thing that's happening should get a little bit more description but i know a lot about this person's clothes yeah yeah uh, we get a lot of, of of talking about the clothes we get a lot of talking about the size of people's boobs yeah. about their hair yeah. um yeah no i that that's you're like, not wrong <laughs> there's a there is a writing style in this series that i find really fascinating at times because there will be times when i'm like this chapter is like 47 pages long mm-hmm but it could have been like 12. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't name every character. <laughs> yeah. Um please dear god for our brains. We're going to have to have a like cheat sheet of names at some point cuz I'm a cheat already sheet. It bad is a at textbook. Names. It is already a textbook. You know what I mean? Like there's no Is there a Wheel of Time like textbook? You know how like yeah, games have like okay, okay. Yeah, there's a there's a Wheel of Time. I think it's called the Wheel of Time compendium. I'm going to add that to my throne wish list cuz I want it. Um, uh, yeah, no, there's, there's also just a lot of, um, uh, the, the, it's, it's excellently written. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's been such moving moments in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's funny, like the, the moving moments are so good in the story, but when I think of like what makes the wheel of time, the wheel of time, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of the imperfections. Yeah. Rather yeah. than the perfections. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's our agent. Uh-huh. Am I going to have to take over? <laughs> yeah, talk about the Wheel of Time for a minute and I'll be back. All right, y'all. Uh, this is a... It's... When the agent calls, you, you pick up the phone. Um, yeah, so I, for me, I my first immediate thought was definitely going to the um, the separation between the, the male and the female side. But also, I do think that um, the style of writing is unique. Like I said... I haven't, I haven't read a lot of especially older fantasy books. I read The Lord of the Rings and I've read like The Mists of Avalon. And those are like kind of the oldest books that I read. I don't actually know when The Mists of Avalon was written. But you could like take somebody out with that thing. It is a thick boy. Um, so I don't want to get into more of the questions before Nerdy gets back. So I'm going to hang out with chat for a bit. Um, if you have any questions just for me or before Nerdy gets back. Um, just because this might take... A minute <laughs> you never know when the agents call in you never know um but yeah i i also agree with sex monkey i really like when readers are descriptive i know that a lot of people think that tolkien especially is kind of like really lang language is that the word for it he likes to talk a lot about like the grass and the trees but i don't i don't mind it i actually i i think it paints a beautiful picture and i usually speed through books so it does a lot of the work for me. <laughs> what is Nerdy's favorite cereal and why don't you like it? You know what? We have never bought cereal together. <laughs> we don't really keep cereal in the house because cereal is a very dangerous snack. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. It might be like Cocoa Puffs. Somewhere along those lines. 
Thank you, Sam. I appreciate that. How do you feel about the show ignoring Side In and Side R? I think the show is going to do their own thing with it. I don't think it's going to be ignored. And maybe I'm going to be wrong. Maybe I'm going to be wrong. But, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see about that. The, 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 the show is going to do its own thing. And this series is absolutely impossible to translate directly from book to screen. It was never going to happen except maybe in an animated show, which they're not doing. And so this is just, as I keep calling it, the Kelvin timeline of the Wheel of Time. And that's okay. It's one of the many, like, um, timelines that Rand sees during the Flicker Flicker. Um, does the writing so far stand out differently from other fantasy books you enjoy? Yes. Yes, Dakuna. And I'm not sure if that's... I think that's just my personal experience. I read a lot of, like, what's considered, like, young adult novels that were fantasy when I was growing up. The most adult that I read... The most adult things that I read were, like, True Blood, um, uh, Miss of Avalon, which, like I said, is hefty... Um, and then, uh, then a lot of the other things that I read were like Cornelia Funka and Aragon and stuff like that, who were, I think, less mature in their themes and also less mature in the, in their writing in general. Um, and so Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time feels actually very different than most fantasy that I have personally read. Um, you good? Yeah. Okay. Something you need to do? Nope. All right. Cool, cool, cool. I did it. Hey, what's up? Okay. Good morning, everybody. Well, you're back. What are you doing? You're back. Um, someone, Wheel Up Time, wants to know what your favorite cereal is. Oh, um, God, I hate the feel on the top of my mouth, but I got to say Cap'n Crunch. That was my second answer. Yeah, damn it's it. It's good. It's damn good. <laughs> I also, I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's also very, um, very good. Uh, you know what's weird? I love this special K with the dried strawberries in it. No, that's not weird at all. It's that's tasty. actually delicious. Uh, Jeff Dennis wants to know how we take our coffee. <laughs> you know what I eat the most though. This is this is I, this, and this has been true my whole life. Uh-huh. I love the sugary cereals. That's where my brain goes immediately. But if I'm being honest, what I would mm. eat every day is that raisin bran with two scoops of raisins. That honestly, yeah, it's pretty good. It's that good. It's that good. Chip good. Captain Crunch. Oh, I just I, I like Life. Life cereal is really good too. Oh. Yeah, just called Life. It's good. It's healthier. It's nice. I'm okay. Uh, I, feel like I did I not get past the ship captain. <laughs> I, yeah. It's all good. Um, so did we answer the Wheel of Time question? Did, um, do you feel like we, we got the, that Deshiva's question yeah, I answered? Yeah. I think we did that one justice. Um, um, I think it was Dakuna who was asking about, like, the style of the books of the Wheel of Time. Is it different than other fantasy stuff that you've read? Because uh, I said for me, for, definitely. No, I mean, yes and no. I think that there's a lot of, like, high fantasy that stylistically fits similar. You know, the, there's the, the, the male-female dynamic of the one power sets it apart from mm-hmm. those. Um, and, and, you know, it is unique in its way, but there is definitely, like, tropes of high fantasy that exist. You know, they're, they're especially earlier now, less so. I think that the series sets itself apart more and more as we get on. Mm-hmm. But certainly in, like, that first book, there's a lot of Lord of the Rings in that first book. Um, In the same way that all high fantasy starts with a lot of Lord of the Rings in it. Yes. And so I think, um, yes and no. It's definitely unique, but Mm -hmm. it's it's not so unique that it doesn't feel like it belongs on the shelf with Game of Thrones or, um, you know, books of that 
you know, age of reading. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, for sure. What yeah. uh, what do we got as our next question? Yeah. Uh, the next question is uh, from Lona Boy, who asks, uh, how much time has passed since the start of The Eye of the World, and when do you think the last book will end in world date? Like, how long do you think this story is going to be told over? Um, 10 years. See, when we first started this, I thought it was going to be like 25. I thought there were going to be like kids yeah. of these heroes at the final battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think that anymore. I think it's going to be like three. Three? Yeah. No, it's already been like a year, a year and a half. Yeah, it's been one year in five books. And there's 14 of them. Yeah, so if we go by one year every five books, but that's it's, three it's, years. It's, I think it's been closer to two years almost. No, I think it's literally been a year. Yeah, no answers in chat. Monkey will <laughs> Monkey will swing her hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, 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 gen I think it's going to be like three. I don't think it should be. I think it should be more, but like I, I think it's going to be like three. I think eight to ten years. That's the thing, yeah, at least four months passed during Flicker Flicker. They yeah. were changed seasons. Yeah, I know, but then there's, there's like, whole sections of the book that are, like, three hours long, but it's, like, 12 chapters. And then they tell, now that they teleport around and stuff, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be that long. All right, all right. I'm saying eight to ten years. Yeah. Uh, we're not including New Spring, right? Because I don't think there's, no, no, no. I don't think there's any time jumps. It doesn't feel uh -huh. like the kind of series where he's like, and then 10 years, Rand raised the boy for 10 years. You know you what I mean? You don't think we get Flicker Flicker again? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that we could. I actually don't think Flicker Flicker is coming back. I think that was a one-time thing um, for, for, for Robert Jordan, and I, I don't think it's coming back. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I think that, like, I think it's going to be like three years. Okay, um, all right. Ida says each week in this world has 10 days. This is one of my favorite details. So it's really four years, but it looks like three years to us. Why? Oh my God. When 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 people mess around with like the calendar numbers or how many hours are in the day, mm -hmm. my brain just stops. It's like, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I had to do that for Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I cause I'm like, and, and what's funny is it happened multiple... I, I had to lengthen the years in Game of Thrones multiple times. The first time was when they were like, Daenerys is 14, uh, and then she has sex with Khal Drogo. And I was like, 14 in this world is like 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, but then, uh, she's of age, I swear. But then Miss Day is introduced, she's and Miss Day is 9. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, so like 9 is like 19. And so Daenerys was like 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, I love There's that. There's some press. weird shit in Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Dragon Snacks asks Does the reintroduction of previous minor characters such as Uno, Eludra, and Gareth Brine seem contrived? Or is it starting to look like an intricate pattern woven of many threads? Oh, yeah, this is like Robert Jordan set up from like the first page. Mm -hmm. There is a, there, there is a, there is fate. Like fate and the pattern and that all exists in this universe, especially when it comes to like Taveran and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like the, it, it doesn't feel contrived to me at all. It feels like this is the purpose of the story. It's how it works. You know, you have these age old heroes who get churned up by the wheel over and over yeah. again. Everything is intentional. Um, I don't, I don't feel like it's contrived at all. No, I, I love it. I yeah. think, um, I mean, it goes back to the moment that I always talk about in Great Hunt where the, he engineers the girls meeting up outside of the um, domain house yeah. uh, so well. Yeah. Uh, and so, no, I, I think it's always very intentional 
way the, the the one that kind of pulled at me in fires of heaven was them just like running into galad so far away from the white tower um just because we never we never experienced him leaving yeah and so there's just a gap where we don't know what's up with galad and then he just shows up in the bar they're in um that one to me felt just slightly contrived uh but everything else um uh, everything else, no, I, I totally understand how we get to where we're going. Yeah. And I really enjoy it. I, I love the characters reappearing and having very distinct personalities and uh, views of this world mm-hmm. and um, bringing those perspectives to new scenes. I, I think that that's really one of the highlights of the books, to be honest. Yeah. Um, especially with, like, Uno. Uh, Aludra, not so much. Aludra didn't do anything in those scenes. No, I Other think than she, create matches. I think she will be back again. Like, I, I think so. she's just gonna, like, pop up several times. I hope she does. I hope it's important at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gareth Bryan. I love Gareth Bryan. Uh, now Gareth Bryan's, like, one of the characters I'm most excited about in these next books. Yeah, me This, too. like, military general working with the Aes Sedai to fight the Aes Sedai is... That's a really, that's awesome. Like, yeah. that could be a book to me. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, And it's literally the, like, F plot of this book. You know what I mean? <laughs> the F plot. Not, like, F tier, but just, like, in terms no, 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 of no. order. Yeah, I just yeah, literally yeah. mean, like, in terms of importance, like, obviously, Rand is A. I would say Matt is B. I would say, like, Elaine. Really? Ale- you think? I, I would say Elaine and Nynaeve are C. Okay. I feel like, honestly, we spent more time and effort on the Elaine and Nynaeve storyline, but it's hard because Matt's storyline Sure, but nothing happened in it, so there's no, like... Oh, yeah, okay. Like, like yeah. they traveled. Matt, Matt's, Matt's storyline is more important in terms of his actions affecting the plot of the book, right? I guess, yeah. Whereas Elaine and Nynaeve are just kind of, like, doing stuff. Okay, all right. In, in, in future books, I think that what Matt goes through in this book will be more important to his character development than what Nynaeve and Elaine went through in this book. Yeah, I think that we just spent more time with the girls than we did with Matt. 100%. 100%. Um, no, I agree with that. Yeah. But, like, Gareth Bryan, in this book, he's not... He's, he's like, the F-plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, But he's the A-plot in our hearts. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing about Wheel of Time, right? Is there's so many plots that uh-huh. a plot as cool as the military general of the Aes Sedai versus the Aes Sedai War mm-hmm. is not in the top five most important things that happens in the book. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, the next question is from Karen Taviran, but I want to pronounce it Karen Taviran. Uh, your name's awesome. I love it. Uh, their question is, who would host the best nerdy wordy book club in the Wheel of Time? And why would it be Uno and Friends? <laughs> I, I don't think it would be Uno and Friends. Here's the thing. I think Uno swears as much as I do. Yeah. So, and that would be, like, pretty accurate. It would be explicit. It would definitely be an explicit podcast. I could do a top knot. <laughs> I don't know. Uno and I, the, the Shinarans don't seem like the type to, like, sit down and crack jokes on a podcast. No, they seem, like, very serious. Yeah. Um. It would be, it would be, like, it would be riddled with swears. It, it would be, like, one of those military podcasts Tom. that's funny to people in the military. But if you're not in the right, military, right. you're like, I don't get any of this. Tom. Tom is a storyteller. Yeah, but Tom Tom would be able to have, like, a co-host. Like, to- Tom would have to be, like, Howard Stern, where his co-host chimes in, like, once in a while. Oh, and it's just a- Tom talking. Yeah, we've got a lot of loyal, which I think, like... it Loyal, I think, would give, like, a really, like, in-depth analysis. Loyal would be the, like, This American Life of Randland. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You we didn't need- get that joke at all. No, I don't know what that wow. is. Wow. I'm so sorry. I You don't know who Ira Glass is. No. 
That's crazy to me. I'm His so voice lives rent free in my head, and you have you you are on a podcast right now, uh-huh. and you're telling me you don't know this American life. Yeah, Sag. Uh, okay, I failed as a husband. Um, I, <laughs> it's fine. We'll work on it. Um, no, it, here's the thing. I don't think Loyal has the like um the the ADHD tangent smutness of like our podcast. Mm-hmm. I think Loyal would do a great podcast, but it needs to be somebody. Who, hmm. I'm taking Jeff this question very says, seriously. I mean, it's two and a half hours already, so he might actually shorten it. Who? Oh, Loyal. Wow, we just got roasted. Wow, yeah. You're not wrong. We Best just got thing, demolished by are, chat. You are not wrong. Um, Matt and Tom Maines would be good. Asmodian. 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 Ooh, he is dead. But, like, before he dies, yeah, yeah. Asmodian hosts Nerdy Wordy Book Club. He'll do some background music. He'll crack some jokes. He'll be, like, shocked at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want Loyal's version, like, the Randland version of The Daily from the New York Times. The Randland version of The Daily? Yeah, yeah. The Sanchin have arrived on the shores to fall. That would be so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> Um, uh, yeah. no, but let's be honest. Matt, Matt, and Matt and Tom together, I think, would be really fun. Matt and Tom, God, I don't. That's no. You know what? It would be Matt and Perrin. Because Matt's the funny, like jovial one, and Perrin's the like one who keeps getting embarrassed. It would be like Matt and Perrin, but it's like the Jawa Chatter podcast. But Perrin is Jeffers, and I'm Matt. Where Matt's just ruthless <laughs> to Perrin the whole time, yeah, and yeah, Rand yeah. shows up as a special guest every like so few Rand? episodes. And Rand is like there, like, and they're like, Rand, you're you're a little crazy right now. I think you need to chill, dude. Uh, incredible, absolutely incredible. Here's the problem, though, mm-hmm. that the with the way that like the men of Wheel of Time treat women and talk about women, it would be such a like dude broy podcast. Oh yeah, it would. They the the number of things that would be clipped out and put on TikTok, where everyone would be like, <laughs> look at those idiots, never talked to a woman in their life. Yeah, there's there are some times when I'm like. I, I think that Matt Matt might be the kind of guy that says the females. God, I hope not. I mean, no, he's no. I he. he no, I'm no. I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating for the podcast joke. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's just it's funny to think about. Yeah. No, I I okay. I, yeah, I get it. I I want the I want the like the three boys podcast. And then the episode that Egwene comes on and, like, dishes, like, the real dirt on their past as kids. Matt's like, no, orgasms are a myth. <laughs> no, no, and no. Egwene is Matt's like, not. Per- Perrin says that. Oh, Matt, no. Matt no. is very, Perrin, very aware of no. how to give a woman an orgasm. Perrin is an attentive lover. I will stand by Perrin that. Perrin is a virgin until Fael pulls him into that room. He does not know what he's doing. And you bet your ass Fael is like, no, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Oh, sure, but that does, you can tell him, you can teach a man to fish, uh-huh. doesn't make him a fisherman. You know what I mean? Uh, so the next question. <laughs> sure. Dimitrios. All right, Swan, like. Dimitrios asks, I, that's probably not how you pronounce it, but I'm going to pronounce that way because it's fancy. Um, out of all the world-changing items we've seen so far, the seals, the male Adam, the little statues, rank God from Widian that Lanfear said could challenge the creator, um... The Horn of Valir, Kalandor. Which one are you most excited to see impact the story? Am I most excited for? Michael Baruta says Perrin thinks banging is for procreation only, and I agree with that. No. What before boy. before he sleeps with Fael, he thinks that. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Which what's the thing that you're most excited to see? What's the oh, do you have a least excited to see? Because I do. A least? Yeah, yeah. Mine's easy. It's that male Adam. I hope they dropped it at the bottom of the ocean and it never comes back. I know it will, because Chekhov's gun and all that bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. I would love to never see that whole I don't I don't need any more bondage in this series, to be honest. Uh, Robert Jordan's like, kinky boy. Yeah, that one I'm, I'm a little uncomfy with. I, this one's hard because I love the idea of the Horn of Valir. I think it's really cool. And I think that the moment that it comes back is going to be so epic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, so I honestly, I know we've kind of seen it already, but it's kind of that. Like, I, yeah. I think that that's going to be so cool. And like what that means for Brigitte, who's now in the real world. Um, I would imagine nothing. I guess. I yeah. would imagine they all show up and they're like, Brigitte, what? what? And she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. And they're like, okay, we got a thing to go do. But... <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. WL, <gasps> thank you for, thank the you for that super chat. chat. The first five books are still my favorite. Mm. Thanks for the walk down memory lane. Of course. Just because they're your favorite doesn't mean that you should stop with us. Like, read the rest of them with us. Keep coming. Come on. <laughs> We're going into the Lord of Chaos. We're diving in. <laughs> Thank you, you for that super chat. You at least have to be here for my birthday episode. Also, um, Methany uh, dropped a super chat in the pre-chat of the other stream that broke. <gasps> oh, um, So, that. Methany, thank you for that super chat. I know you're not here, uh, but I hope that you enjoy finding this little nugget when you watch later. Methany, we appreciate you. Yeah, always. And your cat. Um, I'm I'm really excited for... Um, I'm really excited for Rand to pick Kalandor back up. Okay. I'm excited for what that's going to mean for the series. The Horn of Valir is super fascinating. I think it is, um, uh, I think it is a little bit, um, I, I, we just know what it does already. So I'm kind of more excited for the things that I'm, I don't have the answers as to like how they work yet. Right. Uh, and so Kalandor, I, I'm excited to see how Kalandor, now that we know how the fighting, the magic works a little bit more, when he picks it up again, what that's going to mean. Because as I was saying with um, the, the Raven fight in the Fires of Heaven, I really liked how the learning that Rand is fighting in the dream world colors the Ishamayo fight from uh, Dragon Reborn so beautifully and makes yeah. that, going back to that fight more interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to see what Rand is capable of with Kalandor the next time he picks it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I, mm -hmm. Like, I, I am excited for that as well. It's gonna... It's... It's going to have an impact. I also wonder the, like, I wonder if the, the sword that Rand has right now has any significance. The one that uh, Avienda gave him. The sword that Avienda gave him. Because it's, it was the sword of the I don't think so. I think it's just a sword. It's a, it's a heron marked blade, but it's not a, yeah, I, I don't think it's magical. I know, but I, I like, I don't know. It seems like everything Robert Jordan does has a purpose and a significance, and I just don't think we've seen that one yet i think it's the taviran is spinning a heron marked blade back into his hand i think i think that i think the specialness of it is that it is heron marked oh, okay. and i think that rand is destined to wield a heron marked blade great so even when yeah. he ruins one another will find its way to him yeah and i think it's more about that rather than the blade having some like super natural property to it I don't know aside from be... always being sharp because it's made by Right, I, I don't know if it's going to be supernatural. I just think it's going to have a little bit more significance than I than I know. Um, Rand Telmore, thank you so much for that super thank chat. Thank you for that super chat. Your behind-the-scenes reaction was wonderful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes. So many of the comments were like, wow, you guys were on it quick. <laughs> yeah, we, we're on this, okay? This is our job. This is literally how we make money. So we do our best. Watch our videos, mm -hmm. please, for the love of God. And, like, watch them, like, when they go up immediately and give them a like and then comment <laughs> because that algorithm. Means, 
like this video immediately. The one that you're watching currently, there is a like button below. Just just smash it. It was made to be smashed. God, we're so smooth. So smooth. Um, Meturk, seventy six. A wonderful mod. A wonderful mod. Half decent human, but an excellent mod. Um, wow. I'm kidding. It's a joke. All of our mods are 10, 10 out of tens. Um, except for Monkey, who's a five out of seven. Meturk mm -hmm. asks, of all the minor characters we've met along the way. Are there any that you think will reappear and have an effect on the story? Who, question mark. When, question mark. What's a minor character? I think if they're alive, they will reappear. Yeah, that's the thing. But Everybody gonna, will come back. Who's a minor character that you think is going to like, that you, that like came and went, but you think is going to come back in a big way one day? Um, I wouldn't consider Aginan minor. That's tough. Yeah, Aginan, I went to Aginan first too, but I was like, Aginan was like, Pretty major She's, character in that was, book. Yeah, she did a also, lot. Also, no, I, I know the title of this video is Where's Perrin? But also, like, where is Ship Captain? You know what I mean? Yeah, excuse me? Well, I guess if Perrin's off boning his way through his honeymoon, then Ship Captain and Aginan might be boning their way around the high seas. That's fair. You know what? They deserve some happiness before the last battle. Yeah. Or the final... No, the last... Sorry, the last battle is... The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The Chronicles of Narnia. But... Mm -hmm. Jason, uh, thank you for joining the Nards of the Nerd Table. Welcome to the Nerd Table. What? I liked it. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> you need to sing that every time now, though. Great. Yeah. I'll definitely remember exactly what I did because I never forget what happens as soon as the camera turns off. <laughs> um. So yeah. So what? What ma minor character that's gonna pop back up? Narg. Narg. Narg's dead. I know. I know. Um. Uh, I'm, here's the problem. I'm trying to remember the names of the minor characters. Fair. Um, because there are so many. You know who I'm excited to see back, but is weird, gonna be weird because he can't come back in this show, is the King of Faldara. Oh, um, yeah. What was his name? Not Agamemnon. Aga, um, Agenor? No, Agenor was the, the Forsaken that oh, died um, at the Eye of the World. As, uh, uh, mm, there's so many names. If anyone can remind us, Agelmar. Agenor and Agelmar sound so similar. This well, is that's why rude. I that's why I think that's why I went to Agamemnon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I called him Agamemnon at least three times yeah, yeah. in that episode. Um I just feel like that character, I really like the actor on the show who played him. I thought yeah. um the best part of the entire finale was his like pre-war speech um about what it means to be Faldarin. Uh, I really like that scene uh -huh. uh, in that episode. And so, yeah, I would, I, I'm excited for him to come back. I don't know if he'll come back, but mm -hmm. um, he's dead on the show, so. Apparently he's not the king, that's someone else, but he is like a The lord, lord of Faldarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's definitely dead on the show. Minor character, I'm, try I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, um, um, uh, Basil Gill. Is Basil a minor character? I don't know. He I don't know is. what constitutes as minor. It's tough, right? Because like I'm like, no, Basil's important. Basil's been in like three scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I, I, Basil Gill is an important character. Yeah. No, Basil Gill's minor. He's with them. Um, he's with. Uh, he's going to join the White Cloaks. Exactly. With, uh, and I want to know if he finally ends up getting together Morgus. with his um, cook. You know what I mean? There's all this tension. I need to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to know. So, uh, Blue asks, mm -hmm. who is this Perrin you both keep bringing up? Rude. How dare you disrespect Perrin? P 
Parent Abara, the Wolf Lord of Emmons Field. The Wolf Lord. Uh, this is going to be a section. This is going to be a section about Parent, because uh, uh, Super Psy Guy asks, uh, mm-hmm. with the lack of Parent in the book, what kind of things do you think him, Fael, and the Two Rivers folk have been up to since last we saw them? Sorry, say the beginning of that again? With the lack of parent in the book. Yeah, okay. What kinds of things do you think him, Fael, and the two of folk have been up to since we last saw them? Well, they've definitely, uh, the way it got closed, they're probably, yeah. like, clearing the area of um, any dark friends or, like, Trollocs. Trollocs. Um, yeah. And honestly, I think that, like, well, as much as I want, like, parent and Fael to have a honeymoon, they seem, like, way too, like, type A. Like, they need to, like, get stuff done. Um... So I think there's been up to something. I think there's a couple practical things that they're up to, right? I think that they're fixing the 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 Terran ferry. I think that like being able to get goods in and out of two rivers is yeah. really important, and I think so. I think that they're probably um, and that that like Ogier stonework. Yeah, I think that they're I think they're fixing the ferry, and I think that they're kind of like building up some defenses. I think that they know that the two rivers is going to be a hotbed of activity now, right? Yeah, Perrin also so, gets a castle kind of manner. Yeah, they're, they're building a little house for Perrin. I yeah. d- but, like, I think he's not going to live there. I imagine he has to get back on the road and start fighting the the big battle again. Yeah, that'll be, like, home base, but he won't actually ever be there. Yeah, I, so I, I don't know. I think that they're going to really... I think they're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the big one is getting the Terran Ferry rebuilt and getting the farms going again. Because they're going to yeah. need exports. They're going to need imports. They need to survive. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the problem... The, the biggest problem is that um, it's fall now. So they're gonna like they're gonna have to make sure that they're they're good for the winter. Yeah, that's especially true. if it's another long one. That's true. Yeah, uh, although it's definitely summer where Rand and Matt are by the heat they're complaining about. Well, they're like Blue. summers hanging on for too long. Blue, thank you for that super wow. chat. Wow, Perrin who indeed. Perrin who indeed. Wow. Um. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that super chat. This next question comes from Breezy. Who has, it's a bit of a long question, but I, I want to talk about it a little bit because it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, a large part of the fun of reading or writing fantasy is exploring how an unfamiliar concept drastically different from our own experience can shape a world and the characters in it. In this case, the concept of the magic being divided by gender and the conservative culture of the Emmonsfield Five clashing with the pre- various places that they go to. What do you think of the show dropping those concepts that shape so much of the book story and world? The show ignores the core concepts of the magic of this world, and the Emmonsfield Five act like jaded modern-day 20-year-olds with no sense of wonder at the wider world, rather than sheltered small village people. Mm-hmm. I think the reason for that, and um, I think the reason that the show being made today and the books being um, a couple decades old now, um, in the 90s, mm-hmm. we didn't have the internet the way that we do now. We but didn't they don't have, have the internet in the world, so I don't no, know why that would no, matter. No, but you... But you when usually when people tell a story, and this is what I learned, like kind of like, I, I guess in theater school, but like why now? Why this? Whatever you're gonna write, whatever you're gonna perform, whatever it is, why now? Why is it relevant? Why does it matter in this moment in time? In 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 the like the time of like our history, and I think that the books were written at a different time than the show is coming out, and that people relate to things differently, and like. The, the the concept of the kind of, like, cut-off, like, small-town person doesn't exist in the same way that it did in the 90s because we have the internet, because we are so plugged in to what is happening at all times everywhere. And I think that they, that's the, a big reason why they changed it is because they think, they, they think this and this is just a guess, they think it's more relatable to people nowadays 
because we become so accustomed to that, right? Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's like the why now of how they did what they did and those decisions. I don't know if it was the right choice. Mm-hmm. I have very conflicting feelings on that, but that is that is my best guess and my best insight into that. That's interesting. I I view it um, as the show is more about how they are responding to their world being upturned than it is about exploring a new world. Whereas the books is very much, much about exploring the new world. And the show version right. makes more sense to me. Okay. Um, the show version are the, the show version feel more like real people to me than the book version, where mm-hmm. they're attacked and chased across the country and they're miserable the whole time. And like, yes, they're miserable for a lot of season one. But I I buy into that. I buy into them getting to cities and being like, I don't care. I don't want to die, right? And like, so I the the yeah. vibe of the vibe of the show. Mm-hmm. The vibe of the show makes sense to me. I, I think that I, I understand why it doesn't for other people. Yeah. But for, for my taste, I actually appreciated that the show had these characters treat their situation as desperate and sad and depressing. Yeah. And that, 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 that was very realistic to me. Whereas there's times in the, especially in the first book, where it kind of feels like they're going on a merry adventure yeah. and they don't know if their families are alive. Yes. Right? And like it, they're, there, there's a reality about the kind of depression mm-hmm. that has to do with the the show mm-hmm. that I, I actually really appreciated and I, I thought was well done. Yeah. Um, but I, I also acknowledge that it probably doesn't work for everyone. Oh, no. We had a little bit of oh, a drop. Oh, we're back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry, guys. Um. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it's tough. I, I think that it's going to be... Um, that That's a taste thing. But I, I do think that there is, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think there is an element of the way the story is told in the show yeah. that has to do with um, that these characters having a bit more connection to the, the reality of their situation in yeah. a way that I think the book ignores a little bit. Well, and we have to keep in mind that um, I think that... Like, the further we get along in the books, the more of that that they have. And the show kind of had to start closer there because they have less time, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're condensing, like, what, however long period the bo- the books or go over, I think the show will be, like, half, right? Because they're... We're dropping in and out. They're just quick. Um, Sorry about the drops, y'all. Um, there's not... I, I don't know why it keeps dropping in and out. It might be the construction going on nearby, but uh, we'll do our best to just keep going and... We are in the green in the moment. Hopefully it works. <laughs> so if, if you're in chat, maybe tell people to give them a refresh. Yeah. Um, but so we're going to keep that. recording uh, so that this can go up later as a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, yeah. I, I think that, uh, like, yeah, touching off of that point, I think that they had to start closer to there because they are not going to have the same amount of time that the books have. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that as well. I, I just, I think it's... um. Yeah, I, I just think it's a different perspective, but I, I don't think that they're not small-town people. Mm-hmm. They're, I don't think that they're not portrayed as small-town people. I definitely think they're portrayed as... Um, they're portrayed as less... Um, they're, they're portrayed as a little bit older on yeah. uh, on the show, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree. And but I that, that's, just my, that's just my take on it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, everyone loves your shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's a great shirt, right? 
Yeah. I'm I'm Wind Waker is like one of my favorite art designs of any video game ever. Yeah. For those listening to the podcast, I'm wearing a Legend of the Zelda Wind Waker button down. <laughs> uh it's it's one of my favorite designs of any video game and uh, I love this shirt very Was much. Is that one from Winners or no? No, it's from um Lunchbox in LA. In oh. Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. Wait, and we actually found it at a, at an outlet. An outlet. Yeah. Yes. Got to love them outlets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, this one is Sith Master. Sith Master asks, now that you've seen these Tarvalon battles, mm-hmm. uh, Nin and Mog, Raven and Rand, how would you fight in a, ta- uh, no, sorry, Teleran Riyadh, not Tarvalon, a Teleran Riyadh fight? Mm-hmm. What is the secret sauce to you winning? <laughs> uh... You really didn't read these beforehand, did you? I Like I said, I skimmed through some of them. <laughs> Every question I asked, you're like, wow, that's a question. What do you mean? I have had great answers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Chet? <laughs> oh, no, you have. I'm not saying your answers have been bad. There's just a look in your eyes after the end of every question where you're like... That one I don't Ooh. remember at all. Um, <laughs> you go first. Um, so the way that I would start is by not fighting. Hiding. Yeah, no, I, I, I would I, I would do what Raven does. Like Raven has the right call. Oh. Use the environment, draw them to a place that you know that they don't, mm-hmm. and don't take any direct fight. Because direct fight in this world is so difficult to do. Yeah. Um, we have also seen the Nynaeve and Megidian thing. Mm-hmm. And so we know that if you try and change something about someone, they it's a power of the wills. Yeah. But if you put something around them, then you can snap that into place before they have a chance to, like, feel it and fight back against it. Right. So, like, I would just throw in a dom on them like Nynaeve does. That seems like the best strategy. Yeah. Especially if, now that Nynaeve knows that she can do it without it having to have, like, a physical link. She can just link people left, right, and center in the Talon Riyadh. She can just be, like, all domained up. Oh, my God. I don't recommend that. It's awful to do to people, but, like... Nynaeve now has the power to just go around to Teleran Riyadh just, like, linking people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the idea of also, like, turning your opponent into, like, something else that, like, can't channel. or that's, But like, you have hopeless. to know that you're going to be able to overpower them, right? And yeah. And that's really tough. Yeah. I, and that's why I think that, honestly, the, the Slayer stuff was really interesting. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. like, hopping around, like, the, and, and... Hopping around, <laughs> ran, land. And, and, and then having Perrin... Get like two steps ahead of him, and and being able to like have the high ground for a moment. I think that was yeah, really yeah. really smart and interesting. How do I want Perrin back? I know. Uh, Ian Olander, thank, thank you for that super, super chat. chat. Uh, will you be reading the World of Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time, aka the Big White Book of Bad Art? It came out of books after book six and is narrative. I don't know it. Why is it the Big White Book of Bad Art? I, we Is might. It bad or I'm confused. I don't know. I've never heard of that before. I don't now. know. Um, I mean, we'll probably read it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Why, if we're gonna be not? wheel of time completionists, we might as well, right? I mean, we're gonna play the video game. Yes, I'm excited to play the video game. So uh, that'll. Be I like fun. that it's a first person shooter. Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Because it's white and the art is bad. Thank you, Berserker. Huh, okay. The art is really bad. Great. Well, now I have to. We'll read get it. high and we'll do a reaction to it live. Whoa. <laughs> that is, is such a funny idea. After Thanks. after Lord of Chaos, we'll do that in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, Sharon Scout asks, do you think Fires of Heaven or Robert Jordan in general writes women poorly 
Or do you think it's just a problem with Nynaeve and Elaine, considering other women like Brigitte, Moiraine, Avienda, Soralia, Amis, Min, Varen, the Maidens, Borghese, Linny, there's a lot of characters named here, uh, etc. don't need to seem to irritate you as much as Nynaeve and Elaine? And Donovic asks a similar question, saying, you have expressed disappointment with most of the main women so far. Which of the women do you think are redeemable and which women have you lost all hope in? Um, Aldan, Aldan, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you so much for that super chat. Oh my gosh. Um, question uh, if from Aldan here. Uh, who's your favorite Forsaken? <laughs> Lanfear I mean, does not count. Lanfear S tier. Um, the most interesting that I... The, the one that I want to know the most about, honestly, is Graindoll. We don't have a lot of information there, and I'm just super curious. Um, but honestly, my favorite is... You would go for the kinkiest one. Um, my favorite has been Asmodian. Yeah. His reactions to things, him being there on the inside. Um, like, I, I've absolutely loved that perspective from him. Hold the pin in that, because we have like five Asmodian questions. So we're going to be talking about Asmodian in a okay, bit. Okay, we'll talk about Asmodian um, later. Uh, mine is, mine is, mine's, I don't know, it's tough. I, I, I would maybe go... That's so hard. I know. They're all interesting. It's definitely not Ishamayel. He's the no. he's like F tier Forsaken, you know? Maybe Raven? I really liked the Raven right now just because that fight was so rad. So fresh. And like his strategy was good. He just didn't he almost won, right? He just he didn't expect Nynaeve to show Nynaeve up. to show up with a chained Mogidian. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um so I don't know. Right now it might be Raven just because he and obviously like i hate the guy mm -hmm. but um just in terms of my interest uh yeah. he, he was a great villain for the end of that book and i, I really liked that whole sequence mm -hmm. i thought it was so fun to read that fight um so going back to the question <clears throat> from yeah. sorry who was that the, that was from Donovan. sharon scout and donovic oh. all right so for the first question every woman that you've listed there um basically teaches through some kind of cruelty which i just don't like i don't understand the 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 <laughs> learning through extreme measures mm -hmm. and yeah, i yeah. don't really think we've seen that from any of the male characters i am trying to think of something but most of the teachers that we've encountered are female yeah. and the students are female and they have these like really cruel like and i would say dated now in like uh, in 2022 but they have a you know very interesting perspective on how to teach somebody lessons mm -hmm. um and so they I, I, they all kind of bother me because i'm hoping that you know at by the end of the series the white tower will learn that uh trust is nice working together is nice maybe not like beating people i don't know rob jordan has a spanking kink so i i, I doubt that that's going to happen but you know, like, your your question about, like, there's other characters who have also, like, kind of been shitty to people. Yeah, they have. It just hasn't been as overt. We spent a lot of time with Nynaeve and Elaine. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it stood out to me so hard is because I just wanted to get past it. I just wanted to get through it. Um, whereas, you know, I mean, Avienda drags a woman and beats her so the whole castle can hear her. Yeah. I, you know, like, that's not cool. <laughs> Yeah. But it's just, we don't linger and on it. The, the Avienda thing is, I think, a joke. But what's pr the problem with it, and, and this is Robert Jordan's writing of women, is that mm -hmm. the joke is that Avienda spanks her for trying to get Rand. Mm -hmm. But what she gets spanked for in that moment is showing up when Rand asked her to show up. Yes. And so the joke is miscommunication. Yes. And the punchline of the joke is a woman got brutally spanked. 
and like humiliated publicly. Yeah. So like it's tough because the book wants it to be humorous, uh-huh. but it's not funny to me. It yeah. kind of made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I think that and I think that that's the problem is like in the 90s, I think that it was more OK to be like, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. But now I'm just kind of like that woman was humiliated for doing what Rand literally asked her. Not even asked that that, that Rand literally demanded that she do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that's. Yeah. And I, I here's the thing. I because we're in the middle of it, I can't really tell if like if if Robert Jordan is setting this up to have a twist on it, teach a lesson, maybe say, hey, this is not okay, or if it is just how he's writing these characters, and in which case, mm-hmm. okay, cool, I, I don't know, but it, it's, it's, it's really hard for, sometimes it feels like, yeah, Robert Jordan doesn't know how to write women the greatest, and sometimes I'm like, well, maybe this is going to be a setup with some payoff later on, so I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. know. It's uh, the, I, I, there's a lot of female characters I love. I love Avienda. I, I think that that, that yeah. scene is questionable. Mm-hmm. I don't blame the character for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it was clearly meant to be a joke that just didn't land for me. Yeah. Um, the, the I, I like Varen a lot. I like Alana. I like that Alana is a bit of a mystery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think there are there are characters in, there are characters in, the book, that are just. When we get their internal monologue, their internal monologue doesn't make them seem like characters I like. And that's what makes Nynaeve tough sometimes. Is I'm like, we're it, it's not even like, oh, we're misunderstanding her actions. No, we're inside of her head. And I'm like, oh, you're you're kind of a miserable human. Yeah. And like th- that's fine, but like it is it's it's it, it's so constant and and sometimes it goes on for chapters yeah of nothing relevant to the story except these people just sniping at each other yeah and so it just it wears you down a little bit you know yeah for sure um i want to move on to the second uh question are there any women that you've lost all hope in the the only one that's kind of uh, not all hope there's there is always hope for people to learn from their mistakes and become better as, as humans, especially over the course of so, so, so many books. Mm-hmm. But right now, the one that's still uncomfy for me is Egwene. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 Nynaeve has been a little shit, you know. But she, like, there, there is so much room here for her to grow. There's so much room for all of them to grow and become better. I am just worried that the Egwene thing of her trying to teach Nynaeve a lesson is, is not going to have any consequences for either of them when I think that it should because I think it was wrong. Um, uh, Summer Hage asks, why does no one ever go on a rant about the male characters in Wheel of Time? I, I, I think I have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. And it's because Robert Jordan writes them to have these moments mm-hmm. of negativity yeah. followed by moments of loyalty, brotherhood, kindness, um, he softens them. Yeah. And so in that, mm-hmm. the the I feel like the male characters who have negative moments mm-hmm. get to have these heroic flips to that. Yeah. And get to learn lessons from that more often than the women do. Yeah. Whereas the women have these, like, the way that he writes them have these, like, mental patterns that go in a circle of negativity and yeah. never come out. Like, if, if you told me that Nynaeve and Elaine had this sniping relationship with each other, by the end of the book, they feel like sisters and they get over it and they apologize and they move 
move on, I would be on board for that story. The problem is that at the end of Fires of Heaven, Nynaeve is like, God, all of the problems between me and Elaine are Elaine's fault. Yes. And I'm so I good at promoting harmony. harmony. Yeah. And it's it's it really comes down to the fact that you're reading this book and like hoping and hoping and hoping that these characters are going to like come together and form that like sisterhood, mm -hmm. that that trial by fire. But they they never cross that line. Yeah. But the male characters in the books do. I and also, I think that that comes down to Robert Jordan writing from his perspective. I also think, um, to be quite honest, I definitely had a, a, a rant or two about um, Matt, especially, and Perrin in book one. Mm -hmm. for, for being like, eh, friend. Like, in book one and two. And I was like, you guys have known each other your whole lives and you're being awful to him for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, you're, 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 you're being dicks. And I feel like I definitely called that out. Um, we just haven't yeah, had... Yeah, but they've changed their view on that. Exactly. And that's, exactly. The, that's the problem. Is... They've changed and they've grown on that. And Matt's still there. And, you yeah. know, Perrin's obviously not. But Perrin, Perrin came around and was and was like with Ren and beside him, despite the fact that, like, they were kind of scared of him. And yeah, so... Yeah, they've been taught their whole life that the Dragon Reborn is the devil incarnate, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, of course, they have a, a, a violent reaction to that. Yeah. But they're, the flip side of that is that they get over it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Sam B, thank you for that super chat. Uh, they say, in my opinion, book five is a low point in RJ's writing of women. And I've heard that everywhere. I looked yeah. at the Google reviews for mm -hmm. this book. Oh, interesting. Because um, I was curious, like, um, I was curious. And this book just has a lot of people writing about how the women are poorly written in this novel. In, in the Google one. reviews. Yeah, And it was specific to the Fires of Heaven. And so I'm hopeful that this is something that we move beyond. Yeah. Because I, I don't hate Nynaeve and Elaine. Mm -hmm. I actually think Nynaeve, at the end of this book, is awesome. When she's not just complaining about Elaine's behavior and yeah. behave, be, Elaine's clothes, mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care enough about that sniping relationship between the two of them yeah. to have read as much of it in one book as Fires of Heaven gave me. Yeah, yeah. It could have been like halved, you know, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it could have. Yeah. There also could have been touch, more touching moments between them. I know. And, like, and maybe maybe that's what we'll get next book. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is kind of the low point and that we're on the upswing. Like, I, I hope so and I want that. But, yeah, it, it's just been a lot. It just felt recursive. Yeah. yeah in yeah. this book. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I'm not saying that all female characters are bad. It's just that the two that we get the most point of view from in this book. Yes. we spend I didn't a, like their journey. Yeah. We spend a lot of time with them. And I think that <laughs> that is, that's the biggest, like... Um, influence in, like, especially our conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do we even... Uh, Chris Rapper says, the female characters have risked their lives for each other. <clears throat> They've had some heroic moments. Heck, Nynaeve was terrified and calling herself a coward while she put herself in danger to save Rand. That is 100% true. Yeah. That is, uh, that, that's true. That has nothing to do with her relationship with Elaine, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I would rather have seen her use that same energy to go fight with Elaine on something and like to 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 overcome the breakage of that relationship throughout yeah. this book then her go save Rand the yeah. the protagonist who is the like hero at the end of the battle right yeah and, and and that's my point right like yes Nynaeve is very strong in the power it's awesome that she's a fighter I want her to be nice sometimes yeah yeah please yeah yeah <laughs> I would I would appreciate that uh, uh Mike your joke made me chuckle um thank you for that um, the fires of Halvin. Do you know that the fires of heaven are is apparently um, uh, Avienda's pubic hair? <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. The fires of heaven is a reference to her crotch. No. 
Shut up. I'm not I'm not wrong, right, chat? You are wrong. That is incorrect. Someone there there's a quote from from something about how the nope. um, Rand enters the fires. It's like from the prophecy of the dragon nope. that Rand will enter the fires of heaven. No. Nope. Nope. I do, I I don't I'm not making this nope. up. Mm -mm. Incorrect. Nope. Yeah. You're all wrong. Every single one of you is wrong. No, no, no. The Fires of Heaven, mm -mm. the title of this book is the smut corner <laughs> of this heaven book. Heaven is an STD. <laughs> nope. I refuse. That's it. I'm That's, pretty nope. sure I'm I'm pretty sure it's canon. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. I will no. Nope. It's canon to this podcast. Mm -mm. Uh nope, moving on. <laughs> we don't need to add smut corner. These books Robert are already horny as fuck. Nerdy getting gaslit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I refuse. Um. Yeah, I, I, I haven't lost hope in any of the women except like Magidian, obviously. But uh, well, yeah, the Forsaken. Are obviously Egwene, bad. Egwene's teetering on the brink of that. She, it, but like, if she apologized to Nynaeve, that would it would come back a lot for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think she will though. I don't think so. Uh, uh huh. This one is from Ananya. Ananya. Uh, in earlier parts of this book, club. You mentioned how excited you were regarding Egwene and would love to have her in your party. However, as time has gone by, Egwene has understandably dropped in your character tier list. What are your predictions for her arc? I think that, like, uh, I don't know if, okay, this is not what, like, I think is going to happen. It's what I want to happen. But I want Egwene to learn from her trials, learning at the White Tower and learning from the Wise Ones. Mm -hmm. And realize maybe there's a better way to do things and to teach. Like, I hope that her lesson to Nynaeve has serious consequences for her. And she uh, does a lot of rethinking and reflecting. And then when she becomes the Amarlin Seat, she, like, she brings that sense of, like, camaraderie um, to, to the White Tower. Because the, obviously they don't have that at all. Like, I want her to be the one to, to use her compassion and mm -hmm. be the one to bring people together. That is what I want more than anything. I want her to be the one to learn the lessons because she's the one who chose to go on this adventure. She's the one who chose to leave. I want her to be the one to also be able to choose to change how things are done. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. No, I. She's don't gonna think so, become an antagonist for Rand. You think so? Yeah, I think I think that she's going to. I think it's going to take a lot for Rand to turn her around to working with him. Maybe. Um. Uh. Eric, Eric, thank you. Member for seven months. Coming back thank to the you nerd so much table. for being a narc. Um, mm. Egwene is a victim of torture. The times when Egwene has grown the greatest in power has been while being mistreated. She has had few mild teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're. You know what? You're a hundred percent right. And honestly, like, yeah, trauma does things to people. Yeah, <laughs> does it mean it's good? It, it, yeah. And the problem is that, like, yes, it is true that abusers are frequently come from the abused. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? And that, that happens a lot. Yeah. And so it's not unrealistic that Egwene is the way that she is, mm -hmm. but her keeping the cycle of violence mm -hmm. going towards another woman, despite, yes, I, I understand why she is the way that she is. I understand what happened to her to make her that way. Totally. But in doing it, she is perpetuating the trauma that she experienced on someone else. Yeah. Which is a thing that humans do. I, I, it, It's a realistic yeah. thing. Here's the thing. I don't think Egwene is a poorly written character. Right. I don't like the moment because yeah. I don't like that she's doing that to Nynaeve. But I, I understand that, yes, she was so horribly abused by the Sanchen. 
that is like her mindset. The problem becomes if she never sees that what she did was wrong and if she never apologizes for it, then as a character, I, I can't get behind her being a hero that I root for and that I look up to. And that I want that. I want Egwene yeah. to come around on that and realize that that action was so egregiously wrong because it was. Yeah. And I, I would love to see her get some therapy and, and like, get, get, you know, have someone help her through guys, her trauma. Guys, the right? pink Aja. The therapy Ajas. I'm <laughs> the telling pink you. Aja. Guys, we need this. We, the, this Randland needs therapists. I'm telling you, the pink Aja. Let's make it happen. And that's why I'm saying that uh, I haven't lost hope in her. Yeah. I don't like her right now. Mm -hmm. But I think that she... Um, I, I, I think that she has the potential to come back from it. But that's only going to happen if she apologizes and make amends to Nani for it. Which I just... I don't think she's going to do. No, I don't think... I, don't I think, think that she's kind of getting... She keeps calling Rand overconfident uh -huh. while being overconfident herself. Yeah. And she's ignoring the wise one's orders to not go into Telran Riyadh without them. Yeah. She, you know what I mean? Like she's doing all this stuff behind everybody's back. She's lying to everyone. Yeah. And I think that she is becoming a character I don't love. And that's okay. Like I don't have to love every character. I think I don't want her to not be in the story. Yeah, yeah. She's, no, interesting. she's interesting. I just don't like her. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> There's characters in every book I don't like. I don't like Severus Snape. I still think he's the best character in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't true. like him. At no point was I like, I'm on, I, I, you know what, you're redeemed for you. No, Snape, no. He's no, an no. ass. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a terrible person. Yeah. I dislike Snape to this day. The only thing that's likable about him is Alan Rickman's performance is one of the great television or uh, movie performances of all time. Yeah. I don't like Egwene. She's a great character. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I, I think that sometimes that perspective can get tough to talk about. Yeah. But that, that, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, I also, like, am curious, because we had this, like, vision, um, in the, was it in the Terangriol of, like, Rand being, like, buried under, like, rubble in, like, was it Keemlin? Yep, yeah, and in Egwene the castle Andor. Do you think that that is, like, a moment of, like, their reconciliation? Like, if you think she's gonna become no, an antagonist No, I think that's the top of the next book. Oh, yeah? Well, someone just attacked Asmodian, like, ten feet away from Rand. I think that we start with a fight in the castle of Keemlin next week. It's just, they seemed in that moment... Because Rand is like, I'm going mad. I can feel it. And Egwene is very, like, warm towards him. I, that feels like uh, it's going to take a lot of growth to get there. Whatever happened in that mm -hmm. in in that moment. I think I think that's a later thing, to be honest. Maybe. Or it never happens, right? Or it never happens. Or it happens somewhere else. Or, you know, it's, it's like a, it's an echo of something that happens, but it's not exactly the way that... In fact, it's more interesting if it's not exactly the way that she saw it. Like, maybe she's the one that caused all of the damage around him when she finds him in the middle of Camelon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she starts that war or something, so that the, the, the perspective of the first time she sees that scene and the second time she sees that scene are exact opposites. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would like that a lot. Yeah. Should we move on to the next question? Mm-hmm. Um, we got lots. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, this one's going to be fun. Uh, Ladorius asks, can you sing about your favorite moments from the book so far? Clarice, will you throw together a song for us about your favorite Wheel of Time moments? <laughs> what? This segment is called Clarice Makes Up the Song. No, I, look, I'm, if you think I'm bad at improv, no, I am absolutely improv, let's go. garbage at, at, I'll give you a beat. I'll give no. you a beat to sing over. Eliana, tell me what's wrong. 
I've never seen you dead on the floor. Um, you have really, really nice hair. And I know Lanfear hates you. <laughs> this is your favorite moment from the Wheel of Time? Absolutely not. Is it was just the only Loose Theron Telemon murdering his wife in it's madness? Great. Absolutely great, like top tier moment. I just, you know, tears in my eyes, <laughs> armpit sweaty. <laughs> Iliana, tell me what's wrong. You have pretty hair and Lanfear hates you. Is that what you say? Uh, I have never seen you so dead on the floor, I think is what I said. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I need to make you sing improv more. No. That's brilliant. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> All right, your turn. Um. Uh, I'm so sorry. I don't improv <clears throat> music, uh, ever. Hmm. <laughs> You want me to rap? No, no, no. The Battle of Emmonsfield in book three. The battle in Camelon at the end of book five. Nailed it. This is perfect. I really like the moment where Moray went through the door with Lanfear. I don't know. I'm trying to... I have not found the song. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you laugh so hard you, like, choke yourself. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> It happens. Rantel Moore. Um, Thank you for that super chat. Was that car singing or the alluring song of a dragon? <laughs> well. Oh my god, that's so funny. Let me tell you. Oh, oh my god. Um, wow. <clears throat> uh, you're the next Eminem, I think, to be honest. Fuck no. I don't rap. <laughs> White men shouldn't rap. Eminem's the exception. The rest of us should not. Uh, Aldan. Aldan! Thank you for Chat. Appreciation super chat for Clarice having the courage to do that amazing improv when old mate uh, nerdy is so good at it. Good Thank stuff, Clarice. Haha. I appreciate it. See, that's the thing. When I improv, everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, he's he, good at he's it. He's naturally talented. What an attractive, talented man." And when I do it, everyone's like, "Bless her soul." <laughs> Who's gonna tell her? Like, I think we have a cricket noise on here, but I don't know which one it is. <laughs> boots and cats and boots and cats. Can you, can you, wait, can you, can you rap for us? But you don't have to improvise. Do like, give us a Weird Al rap really quick so everyone can see your rapping skills. A Weird Al rap? As I walk through the valley and I harvest, where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. That's all you're getting. I, I, I expected you to go to white and nerdy. That's what, um. <laughs> That's the only one I know. Uh, the, the problem is I can't, I can't remember the order of those ones. It's, I've been browsing, inspecting X-Men comics, you know, I collect them, the pens in my pocket, I must protect them, my ergonomic keyboard, never leaves me bored, shopping online for some writable media, I edit Wikipedia, I memorize all the grow well, I can recite it right now, have you R-C-F-O-L, I'm in the business doing websites, my friends need some code, who do they call, I do HTML for them, oh, even made a homepage for my dog, yo, I got myself a penny pack, they were having a sale down at the gap. Uh, with a roll, roll of bubble wrap. wrap. Pop, 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 hope no one sees me getting freaky. freaky. Okay, uh, anyway, next question. Moving on. That was absolutely derailed. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> no one's allowed to ask that question ever again. Because <laughs> this is what happens. Oh, we're the worst. Claude <laughs> Complex. Can you read that, please? Yes. Claude Complex. That's it. 
Um, uh, wait, is the name and then the question, or was Claude yeah, yeah. Complex... No, Cla Claude Complex is that question. Oh, how will the show smooth over the parentlessness? Um, Carla, thank you for that super <laughs> thank chat. Thank you for the super chat. <laughs> um, whose crotch do you think the book titled The Path of Daggers will be referencing? Lanfear. <laughs> no, she's dead. It's gotta be Graindall, right? <laughs> No, 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 no. It's Semmerhage. Because Graindall wants you in there. Yeah, yeah, Graindall, yeah. Graindall is welcoming to Summer all. Hodges Semmerhage is a virgin. They actually made the movie Teeth about Semmerhage. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. You're I welcome. forgot about that movie. I have never seen the movie Teeth. I only know the concept. Oh, my God, concept. that is so funny. You're welcome. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Randall Moore, uh, for that super chat. White and nerdy. White nerdy is a great alternative channel name. White and nerdy. We're white and nerdy. That's our best. We when we become a rap group, that's our name. That is, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yo, yo, yo. You're listening to the sounds of white and nerdy. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That is so funny. How will the it. show smooth over the parentlessness? Good question. Um, God, I can't believe you made a, you brought a teeth reference into this podcast. I'm so sorry. No, no, I'm grateful. But... That was so funny. I haven't laughed that hard in like five minutes. Um, since the last time I choked <laughs> myself like laughing on the show. Five minutes. Oh man. Um, I don't know if you guys like the show, but I I love doing the show. This is the best part of my week. Yeah. Why are you guys here? Um, Thank God it's Friday because of the book club. You know what I mean? Oh, Friday is best day because of book club. Um. The the. Hmm. I don't know. I, I almost wonder if, like, the prologue of the next book starts with, like, a little, like, montage of Perrin and Fail, Like a, like, over, like a... Like Tale a, as old as time. And they're just, like... Like building a, a mansion with a picket fence. And what if like the prologue puppies. of Lord of Chaos is Loyal's diary as he describes Perrin and Fail's like, first month of marriage? Has anyone done a, like... What's the word for it? When the fans write a thing about... Fan fiction? Fan fiction. Has anyone done a fan fiction from Loyal's perspective? I'm I, sure somebody has to I have. guarantee it. I want that. <laughs> Light and nerdy? Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Um, You're welcome, Metric. That's just for you. We should read the first sentence of Lord of Chaos. Okay. I'll read it for you right now. I don't even need the book. The wheel turns and the wheel of time continues turning and ages pass and there some is, shit went down a while ago and now it's happening no, 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 again. It's, there is no beginning, but it was a beginning. The first sentence of The Lord of Chaos. That is, that is the opener to The Lord of Chaos. Um, what song is playing on this montage? Life is a Highway. We'll read, we'll read the first sentence of Lord of Chaos at the end of... At the um, end of the show, we'll read the it. The end of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, here's how they're going to smooth over the parentlessness. Con condensing? Yeah, they're condensing all of it. Uh, season three is going to be books four, five, and seven. Uh, they're going to just skip uh, book six entirely. Yeah. So Perrin will be all over that show. I think people are going to riot if they skip book six. I think that the Battle of Kyrian and the Battle of Emmonsfield are going to happen concurrently. Oh, I think that, yeah, that yeah. I could see that happening. Kevin L. Stevenson, thank Kevin, you for that super chat. Thank you for the super uh, chat. We would not be here if we did not enjoy your sidetracks. <laughs> thank PS, you. Yes, the whole series is Loyal's retelling of the story. Fair. That's kind of uh, what the books are. Yeah. Sort of like how The Hobbit is Bilbo's retelling of his own so adventures. does that mean that Loyal is incredibly self-aware at how rambly he is? What if Robert Jordan 
doesn't write women poorly. What if Loyal just Loyal. is making assumptions about how women think? Oh, okay. Loyal, okay, we gotta, we gotta, Robert, we got you know some what? work to do. Loyal just doesn't like Nynaeve. And so he wrote her to be kind of unlikable. Right. Okay, if it's from Loyal's perspective, that makes <laughs> sense. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, that's so He's like, so look, funny. Nynaeve did some great stuff, but like, ugh, I don't like her. Um, Eric says, no green man made me sad. I understand that no green man in the show made people sad, but also, also how would how they have stopped it? him from looking, from not looking like the jolly green giant from the from green the, beans cans? The peas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> it's also expensive. I, I think it would have been really weird for, like, non-readers for, um, the big green man to show up and be like, what, be what like, the fuck is happening? What? Is that the guy from the green piece? And then he just dies. Like, I, it's, it, that's one of those cuts where I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Loyal negotiated creative license for it's, certain characters. It makes it really cool when he shows up in the Ruidian scene. Yes. But I don't but I think, think they're going to be able to afford the Ruidian scene anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's going to be really the scale down for sure. Loyal is obsessed with spanking and tits. That checks out, actually. That 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 absolutely checks out. That makes so much fun. So much sense. Um uh, all right, uh, Vale asks, uh what are your most and least favorite things about Matt Cawthon? My most and least favorite things. Um I like his hat. He's got a great hat. Like his spear. There's a good TikTok that Nerdy did over at the Nerdy Wordy Book Club TikTok account. It's also on the Nerdy Nightly Podcast Clips channel. It is. You're um, on YouTube. Uh, Josh, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for the super chat. I want chat. the conversation where Tom catches Loyal up on how Elaine was hot for him, so it could be... <laughs> what if Elaine was never actually hot for him and Tom was just, like, really high on himself? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Elaine No, no, no. Totally Loyal, Loyal hears about this Tom and um, Elaine hanging out scenes from Nynaeve. And, and Nynaeve, Nynaeve's judgmental kind of way of talking makes Loyal think that it was, like, flirtatious when it definitely wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually, that makes sense. Brad Moore, uh, thank you. Do you think Calandor will look too weird on TV? No. No. I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be I cool. hope it's just a lightsaber. I hope they just take the Disney lightsabers and just, no. it just is a lightsaber. No, no, no. <clears throat> Well, no, but it's like uh, it's like uh, an artifact from the past. So I think it would be really funny if it was just a lightsaber. If, if like Disney collapsed, but they found a couple pieces around the park and built their own lightsaber. Yeah, like you find out that the Aes Sedai who created the uh, the um, t uh, the Kalandor, uh -huh. that they were huge Star Wars nerds mm. because and Star Wars poster. existed then, and so Star Wars doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but the relic of a lightsaber is what they turned into Kalandor. They also found the poster of Luke like holding it up and like Leia behind, like like the the original yeah, yeah. poster. Yeah, no, that's that's hanging in like the basement of the White Tower, and that is like the prophecy of the dragon. That's what they based it off of. They saw this art and were like, yo, this is going to happen one day. I just know it. The thing is, I wouldn't hate it. If they show up and it's a lightsaber <laughs> and they're like, it's, an, it's a relic from a past age. Uh -huh. I would legitimately be like, that's, a, that's, that's so cool. That's yeah. such a fun idea. Because like they have like the Mercedes thing in that one scene, that one reference in um, when they're in Tenchiko, they see like the Mercedes logo, the three-pointed star. Oh. I... I would love for the show to bring in more references to our world to like play with the this is a fantasy world like but it's also future. kind of a sci-fi thing. Yeah. And it's literally That's like oh yeah, Luce there and Telemon created Kalandor because he was such a huge Star Wars nerd that he wanted a lightsaber made out of the one power and so he made it and that's what it is. And that's like the in-universe explanation for why Kalandor just looks like Luke's lightsaber. <sighs> yep, I love it. Anyway. I, I love that so much. 
So you, no, I, I think Calandra is going to look rad. I'm very mm. excited for it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, most and least favorite things about Matt Cawthon. Uh, seriously though, I, I think my most favorite thing about him is uh, that mu- much like Rand was in the beginning, but Rand has given over to being tied to his destiny. Matt desperately does not want to be tied to his destiny so much. He's like, I gotta go. And, and then he does the right thing. Matt, not, no, he does not do the right thing. No, no, he, he does. He runs away from his own men and then accidentally keeps leading them into battle. It is one of the funniest ideas I've ever read in fantasy. That this the man is time, so... Though, he made the right choice. Like, he warned them. Oh, you know sure, what I sure, mean. sure. But, the, the, but yeah. the sequence of him then being like, he, he, he volunteered to scout ahead. And you're like, no, he did not. He was no. trying to run away so hard, yes. but he can't stop stumbling into fights. Yeah, it's fascinating to read, uh-huh. and I, I just I I love him for it because he is he's sticking to who he is as a character and going. I do not want to be a hero. Yes, but goddamn, I they won't. I can't stop being so goddamn heroic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think I I love. I think that's probably my favorite thing as well. I think my least favorite thing kind of has to do a bit with the writing. How Matt kind of got a bit of a reboot. Mm-hmm. Like I wish we had felt the influence of that more and the why of how it happened. Matt's character development keeps coming from magical jumps forward rather than learning his lessons. Which is which is interesting. It's it's probably my least favorite thing about him though. Mm-hmm. And and yeah yeah I don't know it it is yeah. He's, he's fascinating right now. I'm super excited to get more of him. I think next book, I don't know. I think there might be less of him next book, but we'll see. Why? Well, because I think we're going to, I think Perrin's going to come back and have a bit more focus. Yeah, but and Matt's think, with the team. You know what I mean? Matt's with. But I think Matt's going to like be with his like own men. And, oh, the banner of the red hand? Yeah. Maybe. Like I think we might. Oh, he might be down in Ilian fighting Semiel. Yeah, maybe? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, my least favorite thing about Matt is... Um, I don't know. I don't like gambling. So probably that. Fair enough. You're like, eh, not for me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm not a gambler, but... Um, I don't know. I roll dice all the time, but usually a d20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's its own kind of gambling. It's kind of gambling. I don't know what I dislike about Matt. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that Matt... Matt, uh, my complaints about Matt are the same complaints about everyone. I just wish people in this world communicated better. Yeah. Like, Matt and Rand really could just talk. Yeah, they could. And a lot of their problems would be solved. Yeah. So that that is not my favorite. Yeah. But. That is one thing, it's especially with the... Especially with the men. <laughs> like, it's just nobody talks to one another about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, like, Rand, at the end of the book, was like, Hey, I need you. You know what you're doing in a way that, like, I don't really understand, but I I need you. We need to hurry up. Oh, okay. We have many more questions. All right, next one. We have four more. We've gone through two pages, and we have four more pages of questions. Great. Okay, let's go. Moving on. <laughs> Guys, we fucked up. Today. Jasper, thank you for that yes. super chat. Since y'all want to play D&D in the Watt world, I just wanted to mention that Wizards of the Coast made an official Watt TTRPG mm-hmm. that takes place after book six, so you should probably wait to check it out. Interesting. Yeah, we ours will this. not take place during the time of the show. No, ours will be um, a prequel. Prequel. So I'm already come. I've I've already guys. I'm working on it. We might like pull some stuff from that, but um, mm-hmm. thank you for that super chat. We appreciate it. It's All gonna right. be fun. Questions. Yeah, we need to get moving here. Um, mm-hmm. if a weak, hungry, amnesiac Matt could defeat, uh, this is from Mikhail. Uh, could defeat Gawain and Glad in combat all on his own. How many princelings do you think that Prime Matt can defeat? Quick answer. How many prince? How many? 
How many are there? Um, all of them. Uh, yeah, all of them. Matt doesn't lose. Okay, here's the thing, though. I do think that Galad and Gawain severely underestimated Matt, which is why he was able to kind of just, like, boom, boom, done. Um, but, like, uh, 90%? I don't know. 90% of the ones in Rainland. 90%. That's your um, answer. Re- Matt doesn't lose, so all of them. That's is true. my answer. He rolls the dice, and the dice win. M-Dash asks, which of the Aes Sedai we've met who are not officially Black Aja do you think are Black Aja? Which do you think are definitely not? And which side do you think Land's new Aes Sedai will be on? Okay, I think a quarter of the Aja are Black Aja. A quarter? Yeah. Well, actually, no, that apparently there's... so many Apparently people. there's, like, a thousand. No, I... Okay, if there's, like, a thousand Aes Sedai, which is kind of what we've been told, which I haven't... I still have not seen evidence that there are a thousand, but I, f- I don't know. I feel like that's kind of what ch- chat has said. I think there's at least... Okay, if there's a thousand... I think t- 10%. 10% of okay. the Aja are, are Black Aja. Yeah. Damn, that's that's a lot. 10%. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you have any that you think might, that we've met that you think are going to be revealed to be Black Aja? Not yet. No, no one's significant enough. I think it's going to be one of the Aja on, one of the girls on the council, the girls, one of the women on the council at, uh, Sally B. Oh, yes. There's definitely going to be a, a handful of Black Aja in that camp. But I don't think it's Shariam. Oh, you've changed your mind. I don't think Shariam's Black Aja. You I did. think she's the red herring. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe the black Aja is the one, uh, is the green Aja that, um, the, what's her name? Mer- Morel? Morel? The one that Lan is being sent to? No. Okay, I don't know. Just no, there's no me. there's no way Moiraine would send, no, Lan's, Lan's Aes Sedai will be a, a good lady. Okay, all right. Yeah. We, we shall see. Best girl. Mm-hmm. Um... Lee C eight two five asked with the Sanchin not igloo ch- chapter. I don't really know what that means. Um, it was revealed how the Sanchin deal with male chandlers hunted down and killed on sight. How do you think all other cultures like the sea folk deal with male chandlers hunted down and killed on sight? Right. Yeah, it's kind that, of. It's the only option, what right? It seems like the Aiel kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Aiel kill them. I'm sure that the sea folk also them. kill or like I don't know if they know how to gentle. I, they probably kill them as well. Yeah. I mean, like... Oh, I think they put some uh, concrete boots on him, send him for a walk off a bridge. You know Jesus what I mean? Jesus Christ. That's my New York in me. You're going for a walk off a bridge with some concrete shoes. Uh, Leon asks, what do you think of Landfear's approach to Rand? Doesn't matter. She's dead. Um, if she's you think about dead. it, All of Rand's lovers are best friends with his ex, Egwene. Would she, Landfear, have a better chance if she had befriended Egwene? Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. That's that's how that's how you you hang out with a lady is you get to know her friends. That's true. That's how you hang out with a lady. That's like what? Yeah, that's how you hang out with a man. Is but either way. Yeah. So I have a friend Kate. Um, she's my ex, but uh, we're really close friends, and so all of my girlfriends have to be okay with Kate, and that's like the rule. And so Egwene is Rand's Kate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Although, I don't know if, like, Rand sees it that way, because Rand doesn't really seem to like Egwene. Just kind of coincidence. That's 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 because of the situation, though. I, he uh-huh. likes Egwene. He doesn't like the the way the I said I have affected her. Okay, yeah. He still loves her, though. You know, deep down, like, they have that, like, familial-esque bond from coming from the same world together. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's like when Masima to, to Nynaeve is like, you're basically the mother of the, the Dragon Reborn. Like, you're the closest thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that, like, 
same town, fam- oh, almost familial yeah, yeah, yeah. like thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Josh Timko, thank you for that super <laughs> thank chat. Thank you for that super chat. Can you talk in an Italian mob boss accent for the next two minutes? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Uh, Killer88D asks, uh, having just watched season one of the show, 7.5 books in and really liked it. Do you think Rand's three lady friends in the books are going to be the same as in the show? And if not, who gets switched? So the question is, do you think in the television program, The Wheel of Time, you think we're going to get Egwene? No, sorry, Elaine. Damn, those, those names are too close to one another. Yeah, I know. Robert Jordan, why'd you make the two names so close to one another? You change out the L for the G, same lady. Different person, you know what I mean? So we get the lane, we get Avienda, we get Min, we get sweet, sweet Min. Do you think those three ladies, same ladies in the television program? Yes, 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 I do. Absolutely. Can you imagine? Can you imagine <laughs> if they were to take one of those ladies out of that trio and replace them with a different lady? Riots. The riots, riots in, the, in streets. the streets. Oh, it would be pandemonium. Not that it's not already pandemonium. People don't like Rafe Judkins on the internet, but I'm telling you right now, those three ladies are going to bone that pretty red-headed bald boy. They're going to stick their fires of heaven all up on his man parts, and he's going to like it, okay? That's all I got to say. They're going to be all up schlopping down his gabagool. Oh, wow. Who do I need to... Uh, uh, Josh, I blame you. <clears throat> for all of that. <laughs> De Niro's more like, you know, Rand, he's gonna, he's gonna come out here, he's gonna, he's gonna be the Dragon Reborn, you know, he's gonna be doing a lot of things. And I tell you right now, <laughs> I tell you right now, he does that. I'll smack him up the head. Oh De Niro God. would, De Niro would play a Forsaken really well. <laughs> and yeah, no, no, Cyanide has it. It's really a mix of De Niro and Pesci. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I fall somewhere between, uh, <laughs> De Niro and Pesci. Um, <clears throat> there you it's go, awesome. Josh. I hope that that was worth your super chat. Um, I, I hate that this is becoming people just super chatting to make me do silly things while nice. talking about it's, the wheel. It's great. I'm here oh, for no. all of it. Um, Breezy asks, "What do you think of Landfear trying to hold on to her ex after three thousand years?" Personally, I think she needs to get a life. Yeah. Luster and Telamon must have been just a wizard in bed. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That his he he had all the settings. Yeah. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dovi, thank you for seven months. He knew Hail how to nerds. listen. You know, thank you. Welcome to the nerd table. <laughs> he knew again. how to lick. That's for sure. Oh my god. Um. Um. Oh my god. Lanfear is literally the like meme of the girl who's like. Oh the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, actually, uh, Orkidia brings up a good point. It's not been three thousand years for her. It's been like three days. She like went to sleep and woke up. Okay, it's been longer than three days, but... Sure, but... Um, Jake Hendricks, thank you for that super chat. Thank you, Jake. I showed up at the perfect time. Let's go nerdy. Busy at work, so we'll be watch later. Y'all rock. Have a good one. Thank you thank so Jake. much. We appreciate it. Uh, um, Chili Odell, thank you for that super <laughs> chat. That was great. You're welcome. Oh, we're glad you, you liked it. Oh, um, man. Oh, yeah. Ran, or, uh, Lucerne Tellman was a genius. A genius? Yeah. It's a rank That's I'm trying really to ascend to. <laughs> yeah. How do you get awarded the rank of genius? Is it like a medal? I, no, it's a, a ceremony. It's, it's, it's just a piece of paper. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An official document. But when you walk across the stage, no one wants to shake your hand. Because, you know, they don't know where it's right, been. Right, right, right. They <laughs> hope you washed, but they don't know. Uh, Cole Sanders asks, how do you feel about Rand's insistence of keeping women from battle and his discussion with Sulin at the docks? And how do you think the accommodation will impact Rand as we move forward? 
we said this was one of our favorite moments. Yeah, yeah. I think it was awesome. I think that, like, um, it was starting to get to the point where I was like, the maidens are going to have to do something about this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think it was, like, timed really well. I think the scene was brilliant. I think the lead up to it was brilliant. I, I think it's been, um, like, definitely a big highlight of that book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that, like, Rand is learning lessons and changing and growing. He's very different than he is in book one, you know? Well, and that, that scene and that storyline, Rand having to get over his kind of biases here was a really was a really strong moment of setup and payoff in terms of character growth. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, like, uh, uh, two characters having an honest conversation with one another mm -hmm. and one character influencing the other just by talking to them. Yes. And that's why I keep saying, like, I just want these characters to communicate. Talk to one another. Sulin, it Sulin sits down, and granted, she she puts a timeline on it with the spears and whatever, but yeah. she, she communicates her needs and desires to Rand. He listens to her openly in a moment of, like, crisis. Yeah. The Morena's just died. Sulin kind of ambushes them here. Um... He's going through a lot, and she's like, this is about me. And Rand is like, Moraine's dead. And she's like, this is about me right now. And he's yeah. like, okay, fine. All right. But the, there, there's a communication between two adult human beings where one person implies that they have desires and needs of the other person. That person listens and adapts. Love what it. more can you ask you for than that from humans? You love to see it. Yeah. No, it's great. It's it's fantastic, and I'm totally here for it. Uh, I wanted to shut up, Marisu, for that line. Uh, Dark One be like, please explain this 3,000-year gap on your resume. <laughs> Well done. I was sleeping, okay? I was tired. <laughs> I had a nap. It lasted way longer than I thought. I woke up and I was like, where am I? We've all been there. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Lord Mandu asks, we're going on, we're on a Rand train right now. All right, we're talking <clears> about <throat> Rand. <clears throat> talking about Rand Althor. Mm. Uh, now that Rand has unlocked fast travel, how do you think that will impact the scope scale of the story? <clears throat> unlocked. Uh, Rand leveled up. He learned mm -hmm. the spell Misty Step. Look, I'm going to say, uh, in terms of game design, give your characters fast travel earlier than a third of the way through the game. It's not a game. It's a book. That, that was... Yeah, I know. That's the, that, that's the joke. Thank you. Thank you for explaining... You're welcome. ...my joke to me while I was saying it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm good for some things, you know? Um... <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm very disappointed. Stephen Broughton, thank you so much Stephen, for that super chat. Thank you. Rand's uh, obsession with protecting not killing women has grown along with his connection to Luce Theron. Mm -hmm. Rand's inability to kill Lanfair is his soul's PTSD from murdering Ileana. Ileana, uh, forgive me. Thoughts on this theory? I dig it. I love the idea that there would be like an echo of the memory of killing his own wife that uh, gives him this sort of like extra protection of women in a world where women have more power than they do in ours, right? Women mm. do have this kind of um, matriarchal power within the Wheel of Time. And so why would Rand be so protective of women within that structure? And this idea that it comes from this like echo of a memory of his past life as he's reliving it more and more. Uh, I do like that. I think that's really cool. I was under the impression that the wanting to protect women side was coming from Rand. Like, I, 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 I thought, like, if Luce Theron took over, then he would definitely kill Lanfear, but he never killed Lanfear before, so maybe, yeah, maybe it does come from the Luce Theron side. Yeah, I also, you Luce know what Theron? I also think is, um, I think that it might come from Rand uh, growing up without a mom. Mm. Like, you know, Rand grew up in a world where his mom died when he was a kid. Yeah. Well, not his mom, obviously. Like, his mom died 
yeah, yeah, but, him, but he, the woman that he thought was his mom. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that that have, um, that has kind of a, that has an effect on you. And I think that when you're scared for the women in your life in that way, yeah. um, growing up without a mom like that, then you become more protective of the women that you do end up accruing as relationships. Yeah. Um, and those, the, those female bonds become more important because you lost the most important female bond um, in your developmental life, yeah. which is the, that relationship with your mom. And also the, the, the young girl. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. No, it. It's definitely like a, an accumulation of I think several different things. Yeah. Uh, that's not one that I had considered, but I love that. Um, thank you for the super chat. Yeah, Cyanat says he was five when Kari died. Uh, Which, so that's that that that's, that's that age where it, like, well, but it, it's also at that it's such an important developmental age that yeah. to lose a parent at five, yeah, like that is going to affect you so much. Yeah. and yeah, I, I get that. No, a hundred percent. I think it, it's probably all of it, but I do like the theory that Lucerans, Lucerans losing Aliena affected him in that way for sure. Um, like that's it's it, it's a trauma so deep that you feel it through to your next life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I I think that Rand being able to fast travel, which yeah. is very fun. I think it is going to. Um, I think it's going to open up some really interesting things because we've seen a lot in Teleran Riyadh of these places. Mm-hmm. Now that Rand can actually like visit them, um, I think it's going to really open up a lot of the, the the scope of the story because he needs everybody to fight this final battle. Um, and so I think that there's going to be a lot more of him kind of like bopping around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if that's how they get to the Sanchen is that he has to, like, he's like, we're not enough. We need the Sanchen. And that he literally, he like pops over there. Nah, they're coming to him. You think so? They are on their way. I was hoping to see more of the Sanchen like continent, but... I think that's valid. Oh, I think we will because Matt has to go over there and get married. Well, but that's what I. That's why I think Rand and Matt like pop over there, um, and that uh, it's it like starts off as like a diplomatic. There. I think they literally like. I think they take ships. Okay. Right. I, I I just have a feeling that it's going to be one of those things where it's like, all right, this is the book where we go to the Sanchin territory, and Matt's going to find his wife, and we're going to fight, and it's going to be. No, I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna fast travel, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll see who's right. So <laughs> let's look at um, this question from Talamir. Oh no, I wanted to answer that fast travel question. I think that he's not going to use it as often as he should, and we're going to spend a lot of time on the book club being like, "Can't Rand just kind of like fix this?" I mean, but for his, narrative reasons, they they won't have written that in. His but, army can't travel, right? I mean, he took what many thousands of Aeol. I thought he only took a Kaelin. couple hundred. No, he took he he tried to take. 500 from each yeah, set. Yeah, and only, a, like, a fraction of those got on. I would take 200. I would... You know what I mean? Like, if you gave a me a time. choice... If you gave me a choice between 200 Aiel mm-hmm. and an army uh, in, like, plate armor, I'm taking those 200 Aiel. I'm going full-on 300. I am Gerard Butlering this shit with the abs and everything. <laughs> I'm going to look super hot, be married to Lena Headey, mm-hmm. and I'm going to war with my my 200 Aiel. I trust those boys and girls. You um, know what I mean? They got yeah. spears. And I don't. I would stand in the middle and hope that I survive. Um, actually, I, I, I would do fine. Uh-huh. I have got long arms. I know how to use a sword. I would be, I wouldn't be great. But I like, do not. I would You know, I, I, might, I might get a kill in there. I'd be done. I'd be like, you know what? Just end me now so I don't get tortured. Um, Talamir asks, with where his current state of mind is, will Rand make it to the last battle? And if so, sane or bonkers? 
Um, I have to pee so badly, so I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. All right, bye. This hasn't happened in a while, but it just. I'm sorry. I will be right back. I'm all by myself. It's time for chaos. Oh shit's about to get chaotic. Uh, I'm just gonna answer this one myself. Uh, Rand's gonna cure his madness. They're gonna come up with a cure for madness. It's gonna involve like 26 Aes Sedai and 26 Madral having an orgy as their like secretions leak onto his body or something like that. But um, yeah, they're they're gonna cure Rand's madness and he's gonna show up to that final battle just beauty. He's gonna be in. He's gonna be in full regalia. He might not be in the book before though. They might like take a book off while he like recovers from the like purging of his madness. Um, I think that it's it's gonna be like one of those like anime moments where it's like Goku's in the spirit dungeon in the sky waiting to recover so that he can get to full power and fight Vegeta. It's gonna be like that. So there's gonna be like book twelve or thirteen. Rand's gonna go away to just like survive on his own. Um, and like heal up and then he's going to show up ready to go final battle beautiful red coat he's going to have like 19 more tattoos by then gonna look great he's going to look real real good um yeah next question uh chess club president says uh in fires of heaven we've seen elements of loose seeping into rand hot that is kinky um, both subconsciously and more consciously, to what extent do you think this will affect Rand in future books? Are we talking full demonic possession or just flashbacks and abilities? I don't know that uh, Luce Theron is a demon, so I don't know that I would call it demonic possession, but I do think that we will see at least one scene in this book series where he fully is Luce Theron Telamon in a fight. I think Luce Theron Telamon will take over to fight either Samael or Semerhage, or Demandred, and I think that we will get a fight where he's no longer Rand, and he completely loses it, mm -hmm. and Avienda, or Min, or Elaine have to, like, pull him back to himself after the fight. Do you think that the madness is linked to the loose Theron of it all, or do you think that those are two separate things? Like, the taint and the madness versus the, like, reincarnation side? I think the taint and the madness allows for the barrier between him and loose Theron to be weakened to the point where loose Theron can pop through. I think that all people in this world... Uh, not in our world. I don't uh -huh. personally believe in reincarnation. But um, in the world of Wheel of Time, I think that all people uh, have a connection to their past lives. But it is on the other side of this barrier. And only the tiniest little bits seep through. And the our main characters are going through experiences that are breaking down that barrier a little bit. Matt has had that barrier opened up in like holes that have flooded into him. And Rand, the madness is thinning the walls of that barrier and yeah. allowing Luce Theron to seep in in a way that a normal person would never be able to experience. Do you think that the Luce Theron that is sleeping, seeping through is is mad? Because we know that Luce Theron was so mad, he killed everyone in the near vicinity. No, I don't think that you he's mad. You don't think he's no, mad? No, because the final act of the Dark One towards Luce Theron mm -hmm. was to uh, relieve him of his madness so that he could experience the fact that he had killed Eliana. And it's in the moment after he uh, the, he has the madness drained out of him that he explodes into a mountain, right? Mm -hmm. And so he died totally with it. Cool. Okay. And so the loose Theron that would seep through would be the loose Theron that is no longer mad, right? Yeah, okay. I, I, I yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. I like that's that's why I'm asking because I'm I, these are like questions that I have but I, I don't know if I really have like a fully fledged opinion on each of them yeah in fact Luce Theron probably doesn't have the taint on him that's what I'm so saying so maybe Rand goes crazy and lets Luce Theron through maybe maybe like merging with Luce Theron gives is what cures Rand of the madness 
I was gonna say, what if Luz Theron is the one who, because he experienced it, no figures out how to cure the madness, and in doing so, he kind of dissipates, right? He takes over, cures Rand, and he has to leave, like. Yeah, I would dig that. His like, I would really dig that. That's cool. Yeah. Dashiv asks, book four and five leave us with Rand having claimed multiple nations and the Aiel under his banner, mm -hmm. and Perrin and Matt gaining an influence of their own. How do you think Robert Jordan has handled the boys' rise of power so far? It's one of those things where it feels very quick, but it's also been five books, and I'm like, well, yeah, okay, it, it, it makes sense. Like, the, they have grown so much, mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's just, I don't even think we're reading them that fast. It just feels fast, but not yeah. too fast. I, I like I don't I don't know. I will say I think um, I think that Rand is basically God, and it makes sense. Well, yeah, like the actions that have the allowed the weirdness, especially, but the actions that have allowed Rand to be a ruler of nations and Perrin. And honestly, Matt, Matt, Matt makes sense. He only has a band of merry men who just yes. follow him because he is so lucky, right? I, I think that all of it makes sense. Yeah. Rand is like basically God and Perrin, all Perrin has done is led a fight against, to save his hometown. Yeah. Like Perrin is basically just the high school quarterback who came back and was elected mayor. Well, but Like his rise yeah. to power isn't, it's not like there are thousands of people following, well, but maybe thousands, but not. The, the It's funny, the Tavirinness seems to be linked with also charisma, right? Because mm -hmm. Varen is absolutely fascinated watching Perrin and all these people flock to him. Whereas, you know, he he has the right idea. He's not the most eloquent at expressing it. No, and but yet he's got people... those shoulders. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's yeah. It's the shoulders. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. He's built like a Dorito. <laughs> Please no. Perrin skips leg day. No. Yeah, he's a horseback rider. He skips leg day. Perrin's Perrin's got thin thighs and just massive biceps. <laughs> he is bulging out of his string tank top. Uh... Uh -huh. But you know that boy's wearing like a 32 waist. Mm -hmm. He's, he, yeah. Although his glutes, he's got great lower, he's got like great lower back, upper glute area muscle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Great ass, terrible calf genetics. That's so tragic. Yeah, yeah. We love really nice sad. calves. But, uh. Colonel Sanders asks, uh, have you been to KFC recently? No. Uh, no. Colonel Sanders asks, uh, if you had captured Mogidian, what would you do with her? How would you handle her? I would cut her head off. Yeah, this is a world where, <laughs> well, because here's the thing. They're going to have to deal with this at the beginning of the next book, right? They know where Mogidian is. Mogidian is so evil yeah. that her name is remembered 3,000 years later. Yeah. You cut her head off. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is I don't think that that's what they're going to do. Oh, no, no, no. I think that they're going to put the Adam on her. Here's the thing. Do you but, think like, she's, you cut her head off. Do you think her, the information that she might have is worth keeping her alive for? No. Okay. She's too dangerous. I'm just, I'm asking. Aldon, thank you for that super chat. <gasps> thank you for the super chat. Um, uh, Chinese dragons on nerdy shirt appreciation. Yes. The design. <laughs> very that Wind Waker influenced boat. by Chinese dragons. Mm -hmm. um, I see what you did there, sir. Well played. I don't know if you meant it, but I've always felt like this book is where the dragon really starts to manifest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. There's a, there's a, oh my God, I put it on my Instagram story. Black Milk is dropping this, like, um, dragon robe, mm -hmm. and I want it so bad. Um, anyways, yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. Morgidian is too dangerous. She's too dangerous. But the problem is, I think that the Aes Sedai are going to be cocky and be like, oh, yeah, 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 we got this. Or maybe, maybe they'll steal her. 
Yeah, I don't know. I maybe they'll still her. I just it's still you, you at the very least still her. She's no, but it's you don't know that stilling her will remove her power in Teleran Riyadh. Well, yes, there's true. no guarantee That's that stilling true. her will make her any less powerful in the dream world, yeah, right? No, you're right. You're so right. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You gotta kill her. I don't think they're gonna kill her, but you, that's what they should do. Uh, Nim says he's too dangerous to be left alive is what tilted Anakin to the dark side. No, that's not what tilted Anakin to the dark side. Um, he's too dangerous to be left alive. Mace Windu should have killed Palpatine in that scene. Yeah. He should have killed Palpatine in that scene. If you watch that scene and you're like, nah, Mace Windu should have shown more mercy to Palpatine. No, that is, that is in fact not true. Mace Windu should have cut off Palpatine's head and Anakin should have let him do it. Fun fact, the uh, the Jedi Order is flawed, uh, similarly to the White Tower. Fun fact, Anakin Skywalker, not a good character. Um, great written character. Great written incredible character. character. Not a In good that person. moment, not a good person. Mm -hmm. uh, he's moments away from murdering children. Not a good person. Uh, there's a TikTok that went around where someone was like, maturing is realizing that Anakin was totally justified in everything he did. And everyone on TikTok is dunking on the guy because he's like, no... Anakin became a murder, a hobo. fascist, a fascist murder, global, hobo. like universe spanning terrorist. Like, yeah, Anakin, bad guy. Um, great kid, though. I love uh. little Jake Lloyd. Um, <laughs> Blonde Landfear asks, what are your predictions for Moggy's storyline in the books? Is it clear now how Balefire works after this end battle? Oh, those are two separate questions, but I, they were side by side. I, look, I, I, I have always understood how Balefire works. I think I think um, McGideon has to be stilled. Although that would involve Nynaeve explaining to the council what was happening. Nynaeve has to still her secretly. Because she can't what? have... Why? Because she can't have the Aes Sedai... Um, she can't have the Aes Sedai know that it's McGideon. Right? So it's going to be her secret information. Because she, she can't tell them that she was in Teleran Riyadh. Oh, you think she's going to keep the fact that she's teaching Swan how to... No, but she doesn't even need to say that Swan was there. She can say, yes, I was I was using this thing. I'm... I don't know. I would take the spanking if it, if it meant that Mogidian was dealt with. You think she's going to hide it from them? Yeah. I think she's going to secretly still Mogidian herself. And think that she has it all under control until McGideon um, reveals that despite the fact that she has been shielded for the entire book, she's been able to pull strings in Teleran Riyadh behind Nynaeve's back. And it's all going to fall apart around Nynaeve because she's going to not trust anyone and she's going to try and do this all herself. God, I really hope not. Uh, yeah, yeah, she might. Yeah, mm, that sounds like Nynaeve. I, right. I I I hate it, but I think that you're right. It it sounds like it sounds like what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> uh, is it clear now how Balefire works after the end battle? I I, I always kind of uh, it made sense to me. I no. <laughs> okay. No. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh -huh. But I'm 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 down I'm down for it. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. I don't get it. Is that Amazon? No, it's actually our landlord. We are going to have to wait. Cool. <laughs> um, which brings us to this next battle. Man, Shim Man Shimaya asks, Balefire used to revive dead people. Cheap trick or interesting concept? 
I think it's cool because I think it will have consequences. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have consequences, yeah, it, it'll feel like a cheap, cheap trick. Um, like I like, I, 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 it's a, uh, it's a tough line to 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 ride, mm-hmm. and so I don't really, I can't have. I can't have a strong opinion on that yet because I think that the consequences will be further down the line. If they never have consequences, yeah, kind of cheap. I think that this is the... I, I think that it could have been better if Moiraine hadn't just died. I think that the proximity to Moiraine's death made it just seem a little weird. Um, And so, like, even when you read it, you're like, they're not dead. This doesn't make sense, Right. And so I think that the way that it was used in this case would have been better if there had been a little bit more time between Moraine and them. Okay, that's fair. Um, and I think that it would have seemed a little bit more plausible that they had actually died. But it was too many main characters back to back to back to back. Well, and, and that's it the felt thing is, weird. I was like, they're not dead. Yeah. yeah. I literally was like, <clears throat> absolutely not. They're 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 absolutely not dead. Like. But I just think I don't know. Balefire to me is one of those things where, they. they I feel like Robert Jordan could overuse it too much. Ikea They're going to have to be careful with it because right now Rand mm-hmm. is just kind of throwing it around willy-nilly. Yes. And I need there to be consequences because people keep saying that it's dangerous, but literally there's yes. never been a dangerous thing happen with Balefire yet. Well, and here's the thing. Moraine is the one who told Rand that's dangerous and Moraine just died. I think that those are going to have direct correlations because they were so close to one another. Yeah, maybe. I just right? want to know what the, I just want to know why it's dangerous because yeah. Rand seems to be able to just throw it around willy-nilly. Yes. Right now. So I don't know. And Maureen no used it really nice. Like it just seems like everyone who uses Balefire is just throwing Balefire around and nothing happens. Well, here's the thing. The Forsaken <laughs> will rule the ashes of the world. They don't care if it crumbles. Yeah. But yeah, Rand needs to take more care because it's going it, to, it will be a problem later on, I think. So yeah, I don't know. I need to read and find out on Balefire. Yeah. Um, which brings us to this question uh, about the stakes. Myth, Mythinril says, at this point in the series, do you feel like the stakes are high enough and that the bad guys are evil competent enough? Not evil competent though. Uh, not evil competent enough or just right. I need the Forsaken to stop dying. Well. Uh, there's like no Forsaken left. So no, actually I no. don't. There's like four. No. Lanfear, Graindall. Lanfear's dead. Lanfear's not dead. I'm sorry. Lanfear is absolutely okay, not dead. Okay, currently Lanfear's right, dead. fine. Maybe Lanfear comes back. That's one. Graindall, Megidian, Megidian is Damadred. That's it. That's all of them. There's five. And there's nine more huh. books. Uh, I need I need I need a Forsaken to win a fight. Yes. I need a Forsaken to win any fight. Yes. Because the Forsaken lose Semi-own. every yes. fight they fight. And yes. so I'm just kinda of, so no, they're not they're not scary to me. Because I they literally don't win anything. Yeah. Even though they are so powerful that it seems like they should win everything immediately. He, but he, they lose every single time. Here's the thing. They just woke up from a really long nap. They're a little sleepy, a little <laughs> groggy, getting their footing, you know, stumbling. Sandy says bit. we definitely need to read the first sense of Lord of Chaos. That'll be the end of the podcast, we promise. Great, we'll do that. We'll do that. Um Yeah, I, I agree. I think I I don't think a Forsaken is gonna die at least for another two books. I the 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 evildoers don't make a lot of sense to me right now. Like their plans don't make any sense to me at the moment, and so I'm just kind of waiting for an evildoer to have a plan, mm-hmm. enact that plan, and it work. 
and our heroes lose. Yeah. Because right now, they're, they're, they seem competent. They seem really good at magic. Yes. But they seem terrible at using it to finish a fight. I think that the Forsaken are going to be put aside a little bit and that the next book or two is going to deal with the more real-world villains like the White Cloaks and possibly the Sun Chen. Yeah. Um, right, because right now there's a lot of, like, not great people. Uh, Rand, welcome back to the nerd table. What the Forsaken lack is the power of friendship. They just need to trust one another and communicate. Uh, and Fehas, uh, thank you for that super thank chat as well. Keep to hear where you think Nynaeve goes from here. What does she achieve or end up? Well, and, and like that ties into like Mogidian, right? Is like Mogidian's kind of ba uh, like locked into a corner now. I understand this idea that like the Forsaken are only being taken yeah. down because the power of good is working together, but they are losing everything that we read. Yeah. And yes, they're winning. I I, I see some comments like they're winning things off screen, but like mm -hmm. I need them to win on screen. Yeah, because even like Morgase gets away from Raven. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um. And like the so the heroes winning at the end of every book has a little bit of a young adult feeling to it, as opposed to like high fantasy where like you want it to feel a little bit more desperate. I want I want to feel more desperate than I do, but I just kind yeah. of feel like oh the Taviran did it again. I think ba, 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 da, ba. I actually think there's gonna be a huge loss at the beginning of this next book because Asmodian just died. Well, that's why I think that Rand is gonna be taken off the table. For the next book. Yeah. Somehow. I think that he's going to get, like, taken by the Dark One or something, right? Yeah. Because I just, I, I, I just need the villains to, like, I, I need, the, I need the stakes to be higher in the series. Yeah. It's interesting. I almost wish, <clears throat> I almost wish that the two, um, like, wish Forsaken at book one mm -hmm. weren't there and didn't die. Yes. Aganor and Belfamel are, are the biggest problem with that. Yeah. Because they are, they're wiped out by... Like, there, it is basically, like, taking two endgame bosses and having them wiped out by teenagers. At the beginning with no, like, like accident. They should have just been, of? they should have just been two dark friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? They should have been two dark friends who... Or they don't die, but they get, like, like, pushed, like, mm -hmm. they travel, they get sent, like, through a portal, like, a, yeah. but they're not, like, dead. And maybe they're not. No, they're dead. No, they're dead. They're definitely dead. I'm we... pretty sure Ren Balefire's one of them. You think that was Balefire? I think so. well now I do. I think it was an unintentional Balefire, but I think it was definitely Balefire. I don't think it was I don't think it was Balefire because I think Moraine would have mentioned it. I Moraine didn't see it though. She wasn't there. Hmm. Right? Rand was on a hill somewhere far away and yeah. teleported to a whole other place. Like Rand and yeah. Moraine was in her own fight. But I, I do think that the Forsaken are gonna be put aside for a moment. I think it's gonna be White Cloaks, I think it's gonna be Pat and Thane. And Sanchez, like the the yeah, more yeah. in world villain stuff that mm -hmm. we're gonna have to deal with in the next book or two. Well, and and what's tough is that those are the villains I'm more interested in right now because the Forsaken keep losing in the way that they do. Yes, and but then the Forsaken are gonna come back and they're gonna kick ass. Like they're gonna they're gonna I have so. a big win and it's gonna be devastating. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, the next question is. Uh, Talamir asks, how does it feel now that you got what you wanted in Wheel of Time with main character deaths? Because Moraine is dead and Asmodian is dead. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel better about it. No, if, it's, if, it's, if all of our main characters had survived this book, I would have been a little pissed. Yeah. I would have been like, guys, come on. Somebody had like... <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm glad that they went out the way that... I, I, Asmodian, I wish, had gone out more heroically, mm -hmm. weirdly. Um, but I will definitely say that um, uh, I, I liked Maureen's death a lot. I thought it made sense. Apparently, Robert Jordan thought it was originally going to be a trilogy, which is why Two Forsaken got taken out right away. 
Oh, I I buy that a thousand. That makes sense. I don't know how you go from. <laughs> I'm gonna write a trilogy Three to, to. I'm gonna write four million words. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the deaths were necessary. I do think Moraine comes back in some kind of capacity. We talked about. Oh yeah, this. Moraine the White. She's yeah. she's she's gonna ride in on Shadow Facts and show them the very meaning of haste. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be quite like that, but I yeah, I love your like uh, the horn theory that she's gonna come back with the heroes. I would love that. That would be really cool, yeah. but we'll see. Just throwing like horn lightning at people. Yeah, Moraine and her horny lightning. Um. Demetrios asks, now that Moraine died before the last book, who else do you think will die before the last book and who will die at the last book? Oh, man. That's so hard right now because there's so much in between then and now. I don't think Lan makes it. You don't think To Lan... the last battle. Oh. I don't. No. I, I think Lan, I think Lan is going to go out um, at the like most heartbreaking time. I think that Rand will die in the last... You think so? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I almost feel like Rand survives, but uses so much of the one power in the final battle that he, like, taps himself out, and so he can't channel anymore. And so he's not the Dragon Reborn anymore. And I think, like, literally he channels so much that, like, the dragons burn off of his forearms, and he literally is left, like, powerless he just goes back after to the final field. battle and just doesn't know what to do with his life because he's just... um. He's just tapped. Yeah. And he's just drained and he can't feel the power anymore, but he's not still, he's not gentle. So he, do, he doesn't have that like depression. It, like, I literally think the series ends with him like on his knees, powerless laughing. Hmm. Just like giggling to himself at like the crazy thing that he experienced. But now he's no longer the dragon reborn. Interesting. I or, like that. Or, mm -hmm. hear me out, the world, they, they break the world again. Yeah. No more one power. And so the breaking of the world uh, leads to our world not having powers anymore. And yeah. so all the Aes Sedai and Arand and all of his male channelers from his his tower, the boy tower, um, we'll call it the B tower. Um, Rand in the B tower, they use all their one power and the, the girls in the W tower use all their power and they channel it all and all and all and they defeat the Dark One, they seal him in Shia Ghul, and there's just no power left. Or and the world they... goes back into a breaking, leads to our world, Mercedes reinvents itself or like the dark one is like almost an embodiment of the one power and the only way that they can defeat him is to remove the one power yeah like for like permanently i guess technically the ladies in saldia would be the b tower so maybe rand has the c tower it could be the two towers <laughs> guys uh... it's the two towers no no no, I hate that. Um, <laughs> my God. Yeah, the B-side tower. Like, like cassettes. Oh, uh, for those of you who are young, I know a lot of our audience for the show is much older because it's the Wheel of Time, but for those of you who are young, cassettes used to have an A-side and a B-side. Uh -huh. uh, usually, bands would put their best songs on the A-side, yeah. and then they would put kind of like their weirder shit on the B-side. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rand is definitely the weirder shit in this case. <laughs> B-tower. Aldon, thank you for that super chat. Aldon. All right. The only real question from this book is who killed Asmodian? We're getting to it. We have, Aldon. We have that question. We have we so many Asmodian questions. We will get there. Mm -hmm. um, Rand and the B-Tower boys. I think um, at least one of the <clears throat> three. Wheel of Time. I didn't want to try and explain records to children. Like that seemed, that's a step don't, too far. Don't worry about it. I think one of Rand's wives dies. At least one of them has to. Um, there has to be some kind of sacrifice. Avienda picks up the spears one final time. 
Uh, yeah. Don't hurt me like that. The B sharps. Um. Yeah, I, I like I'm trying to figure out how that's gonna work, but I think at least one of them is gonna die. Um. I think that. Uh. Oh, what do I think? I don't know. I think. We have to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. 109. Yeah. All right. Silent Mists. How do you think the show could, should approach Balefire? A book can add an explanation on time weirdness, but how would you do this in a visual medium? Don't. You think that the show's not going to include Balefire at all? Oh, no. Don't visualize it. Just cut to them back, but don't, don't, don't show them like reforming. It always, that kind of CGI always rewind. looks bad. <laughs> yeah. Please don't, please don't rewind it. Like it's a VHS. That's an, okay. So kids, um, a VHS was like a cassette, but for video. Stop. Um, uh, no, it's going to do the thing where like it literally jumps back to an older shot and then it plays out differently. Sure. That would be fun. Right. But don't, don't try and have them like pop back in timey wimey. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just, just like have it be more like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think that they will have it though. I, I don't think you can do this without it. No, it's too important. I, Balefire seems too important to yeah. miss. Yeah. Sharon Scout asks, what do you think of the structure of this book? Do you think the section after the Battle of the Shido should have been saved for the beginning of the next book? Might be difficult to answer, not knowing what is in the next book. Mm. But just taking the book by itself, does the placement of the section feel right? Um, I don't love the. I don't love how jam-packed the end of this book is. Mm. And I feel like it could have been spread out differently. I like the events of this book a lot. But I do feel like the fight with Kuladin into the fight with Lanfear into the fight with Raven is very weirdly spaced. Yeah, I would have liked to have more interesting things at the beginning of the book. Yeah. What I honestly think that should have happened is the time with the girls and the circus is like cut in half. And the starting of the war happens in like the first third of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that you have, you have those, that line, that timeline is a little sped up. The Rand one is hard, right? Because of the fight, the, like, Kuladin has to get down, he has to take over cities, and then he has to, like, siege the other cities. So that one, I don't know if you can speed it up too much, but I think the girl stuff should have had the important things happen in the first part of the book. Yeah, mm-hmm personally um uh, yeah but even the rand stuff like i think that them fighting Landfear and then being like all right let's go fight raven i was like you're a lot of your a lot of your teams hurt here yeah um you you don't have you you were going into this raven fight with three channelers and now you have one rand like it just it was one of those moments where i was like okay, okay yeah avienda comes with yeah i know he had three he had more rain Egwene, and avienda coming and he went from oh, I having... thought you were counting Rand. No, 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 no. I'm saying, he, yeah, no. Gotcha. Not, not including Rand. He went right. from having three channelers to one right. for that fight. No, granted, Moraine was going... Moraine was going to be... No, Moraine would have been able to fight. So it was Trollocs and Ravens uh, Forsaken. She can use the one power on her Yeah, she can use the one power against them. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was just... It was one of those situations where I was just like, that's... It was just all a lot. It was backloaded a lot. And the first half of the book was a little slow. And so I think structurally, the book isn't the strongest even though I think that some of the individual scenes in the book are some of the best. Yeah, yeah, I, I will agree with that. Um, so, uh, Wheel of Time fan edit wants to ask, how would you adapt this book to a season of TV? What do you keep? What do you change? What do you cut? I don't. You don't adapt this to TV? No, first of all, no. But second of all, I, I don't adapt this as a season. No, I, you, you have condense. to keep... You have to keep, I think, the Kuladin part and the siege. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is incredibly important. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so loud. We're I'm under so attack. Um, 
That is so loud. Where is that coming from? Um, Next door. Okay. Us. Anyways. The bathroom um, that's leaking in their apartment. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I think that the um, Teleranriad Mogadian stuff you have to keep. You keep all what? of it. But you bring in elements of other books so okay. that you space this out over two seasons. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I would cut, honestly, guys, I would cut all the circus stuff. I love Val and Luca. I get it. I would cut all the circus stuff. I don't think you need it for a show. For timing, I think, yeah. I think that it gets I would cut. cut I would cut them running into Galad, honestly. I uh -huh. would, like, have them go straight to Masima. Uh -huh. I would have them leave Tenchiko, go to Masima, and start their storyline there, and get on the boat, go down to Sally Day. Like, you just cut out all of the traveling with the circus stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, I would cut a lot of the Aiel crossing stuff. Yeah. Um... I would get to the fight with Kuladin a lot faster. Yes, yeah. Like I, I would have, have Kyrian. To. I would have Kyrian just be on the other side of the mountains so that they like come down the mountains onto on the Aiel. Yeah. Um. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's a lot that you could cut in here, but I would, I would pull Perrin stuff from other books into this. I think what the show is going to do is going to put the Emmonsfield Five battle. Yeah. Or sorry, the Emmonsfield battle and the the Kuladin battle side by side. Like timeline wise. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get yeah. that. This is crazy. There is, I don't know if you guys can hear it. There is so it. much noise. Yeah, they can hear Like, uh, Like, the room was like shaking almost. I was like. I think they're cutting a hole in the wall. I think that's why our landlord called. Oh, because they're like, we're about to cut a hole in your wall. Yeah. If our stream like drops out or something, we're so sorry. Yeah. Um, we'll you've, see. Been, you've been warned. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Telomere asks, uh, back, back to the TV show, there are eight statues of Forsaken in the shows, episode five. Which Forsaken are they using in the show and which got the axe? Oh. If the show only has four, eight Forsaken, who are the eight? Well, the first two from book one are gone. Agon or Belthamel, cut. Cut. Absolutely cut. So you have eight. Who are they? Obviously, Lanfear. Lanfear. Raven. Raven. Absolutely. Ishamayil. Ishamayil has to. I think maybe Bilal gets cut. Okay. Because he's, he's very, barely there. Grendel. You think Grendel gets cut? No, I think Grendel's in. Grendel's in it, yeah. Mogadian. Mogadian. Um, you get three more. Semerhage, Demandred. Semerhage, Demandred, and... Asmodian. Asmodian. That's your eight. That's, yeah. I think that, that that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, which is a shame. I wanted to see Kinky BDSM Aganor uh, with his gimp mask from... Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Power Guy asks, now that you are five books in and know the trajectory of the character arcs, I do not feel like I know the trajectory of the character arcs, but um, are there any choices by the show that make more sense now? I don't know. I, mm, I, I'm going to need to... They make less sense. Yeah. We, so That's we're, not being showing shade. I, I, I like the show, but the show is, as an adaptation is a very strange it's concoction. It's interesting. We're actually going to do a rewatch of the show. Yeah, before and, season two. Be, before the next season and talk about it on YouTube. So I think yeah, we'll yeah. save that for then. Because I, right now, I, I, I... It is tough to say... It is tough to understand how the show... To, to understand how the show is going to get to this point, having seen season one. Yeah. And that's not me being mean to the show. I just, it's it's going to be, it, we're going to do a deep dive on those episodes. Yes. Yes, we it's, are. I, and I feel bad. I don't want to do it for the finale. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to cover that episode of television. Yeah. That's going to be. Because I don't know how to without just being mean. I Honestly, I Rafe uh, tweeted out that that was his like least favorite part that they had to do because of COVID. 
and like I get that. And I, that's, I know, yeah. But, and, and that's why I don't want to talk about it. Is because I know that I'm like it's not what they. It was an impossible it situation that yeah. they were in, mm-hmm. and I'm just pointing out how hard it was. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I have to be honest about my feelings about it because I really liked the first seven episodes. Yeah. And so it is that tough thing of like I don't want to. I don't want to just be mean about it, but I also feel like it is important as someone who... I love this series now. I'm a Wheel of Time fan. I was thinking the other day about, like... Get, I was like, I kind of want, like, a dragon on my, like, on forearm. You know what or, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, fuck, do I want a Wheel of Time tattoo? I love these books. Should we get wheel of, matching Wheel of Time we forearm tattoos? We should, we should get matching... Dra- we should, like, get matching dragons that when you hold up, it, like, forms one dragon. That would be so cute. Oh my god. It can't be this arm for you. You already have a tattoo there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've always wanted a white tattoo. I know they like... They, they you, fade. I know, I know. But I think that that would be so cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh, although having read the books now, maybe rewatching the finale will make more sense. Even though there's a lot that... Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get some... Know. Maybe we'll have some <clears throat> different insights, you know? Uh, yeah. Loki asks... How many POVs will the next prologue have? And which characters would you like POV chapters from? I think it will have six. Four. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it will have four different perspectives. You say six. Yeah. yeah. And one of those POVs will be uh, Fayil's vagina, voiced by Kristen Wiig, like on the show Big Mouth. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> we'll just do herons on the palms of our hands. Sorry, I got distracted. That'd be cute. Oh, that's DHL. Why is every everything always happens on Friday? Guys, we go through our week and we go through all of our other streams. We go through life and nothing happens. And on Friday, mm-hmm. the internet goes down. The construction happens. Amazon arrives. DHL arrives. And I'm like, can we just spread it out? Well, but anyways, it's fine. I um, kind of want a tattoo that just says Ileana. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Why? Harry, well, think about Super Chat. Dragon's hat, who gets the head, who gets the tail? We both get a head and a tail. And so, but like, it's like around the arm so that if we hold our arms together like this, I get the head and she gets the tail. And if we hold our arms together like, like that, she gets the head and I get the tail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we both have a full tattoo, but we can hold them together and they work together. Yeah, totally, totally. You have to answer that. They're probably outside. Um... Hello? Characters I want a POV chapter from. Um, I'm... Where are you? Professional podcasters, y'all. Outside, where are you? By the audiobooks, the section before chapter one is over three hours long, y'all. Lord of chaos is gonna be chaos. Um... I would love POV chapters from More Forsaken. I definitely want, like, a Grendel... POV chapter. I think that'd be super interesting. I want a Gareth Bryan POV chapter. I want to get inside that man's head. I want a Lan POV chapter. Y'all, I want a whole chapter about Lan riding across country trying to find his new Aes Sedai and like processing how he feels about Moraine's death. You know what I mean? I think that that would be really great. Um, I, Nerdy is the Lord of Chaos. I'll take it. Who else would I love um, some POV chapters from? I want a POV chapter of Val and Luca as he, like, searches for Nynaeve again. He, like, tries to run his circus, but he can't do it. Um, so he's just, like, sadly roaming the countryside looking for Nynaeve. Um, I'm almost in Lord of Chaos. I think you're going to love it. Love that. I would love some parent POV. Parent POV would be great. Um, Ship Captain POV, a lot of doobies. 
because he dooby dooby doo. Y'all, I I hope Clarus did not lock herself out the way that I did that one time. Remember when I locked myself out of the house? Um, you'll be hitting the hay after this. Please do. If if you are in Europe, please um go to bed. Also, if you're in Europe, um, stay cool. I'm so sorry about how hot it is there. It's hot here, but I know it is worth there. So, Kathy and Jimmy to play Baron. I would love that. Can you grab the Lord of Chaos before you sit down? Absolutely. So, uh, Clarus, uh -huh. big question. Big question time. Big question. Who, who killed Asmodian? Who killed Asmodian? Guys, we got to it. Two hours and 20 minutes into the podcast. Who killed Asmodian? Um, it was uh, Val and Luca. Serious, serious answers only, please. Serious answers only, please. Funny joke, but serious answers only, please. <laughs> serious answers only. Just because we don't have a lot of time. I know. The problem is I legitimately don't know. I'm... I have been thinking about this for a week, and I don't know. You know who I think it might be? What? Slayer. Slayer? Yeah, I think that he's going to be like a villain in the next book. Because we haven't had any parent, right? So the, the reason why I think it might be Slayer is this. We haven't had a lot of Perrin. We know that Perrin's villain is Slayer. So I think that Slayer is going to bring Perrin back into the story by being the villain that they're hunting in the next book. Okay. Interesting. I don't I don't think it's that's that's right, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. uh, hold um, your fire. Thank you for that super chat. Um, have seriously thought of getting Doviandi Sepovia Sagain. Time to roll the dice tattooed on my arm. I love that. That Do would it. be awesome. Do it. I love that. I like I that's that's cool. I don't know. I don't. Uh... It's obvious to anyone who reads closely. Yeah. Robert Jordan so is a troll. Yeah, literally a heckin' troll. Yeah. Um. What if it's Alviren, and Alviren used to be working for Asmodian and Lanfear? Oh, interesting. As a dark friend. That'd be interesting. I would like that. Um, uh, Turvok asks a similar question, which is, uh, how was Asmodian killed? One power natural, and how does that affect who you think it might be? I think it has to be the one power, because I think Asmodian has enough, um, of the one power to be able to, like, defend himself against, like, a knife or a sword or something, you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Right? Like, I know he's, like, his power's, like, minimized right now, but I think he could put up, like, a little, like, shield or something. Mm -hmm. I think it has to be with the one power. All right. Um, so Breezy asks, do you wish Edismodian had lived? I would like to have seen him continue with Rand, not to redeem him, but because I find the concept of an enemy force to be loyal to the protagonist to be a potentially very interesting character. I 100% agree with that. I, I wish Edismodian had lived. I wish he did as well, but I also understand his, like him using it in this way as a plot device. But I, yeah, I would have loved to have seen more. Mm -hmm. I want I want that like teaching. I want I love Desmodian's reactions to when like Lustheran would come out and to when Matt would say things that yeah. like he shouldn't have any knowledge about. I I think that was awesome. So I am gonna miss Desmodian for sure. Um, Lee C eight two five. We're on an Desmodian kick here. Uh, do you think the show will cut Desmodian and replace him with Loghain? What are your pro cons of this either way? I don't think so. I think Asmodian's in the show. No, yeah, because Logan Because doesn't have the knowledge. Yeah, I think Loghain has to be a separate thing. I think, like, I think Loghain might embody uh, several male channelers that we're going to meet through the series. Like, he might take on that, like... Do you think they, they unstill him? Ungentle him? Because he can't channel, right? Yeah. He can't, like, be Asmin, or Maz from Tame, right? Right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. It's tough. I but I don't think they'll cut Asmodian. I think that I, I I think they'll use him. I think they'll use him differently. Yeah. Um, but I do think he'll be in it. I don't think they're gonna cut him. I think he's too important. So Icicle thirty thirty wants to ask, uh, which Forsaken do you predict will die next, if any? Next. I feel like that one's pretty obvious. Mordian? No, Samael. Oh. Samael, yeah. Rand is gunning for him. He's sending Matt down there. Samael dies in the next book. And I, no, I don't think he dies in the next book, but I think he's the next Forsaken to die. Oh, you think that all the Forsaken make it through the next book? Yeah, like I said, I think that the next book's villains are the more, like, real-life villain. The Like I said, mm, the fair. White Cloaks and, and Pat and Fane and such. Not that I think Pat and Fane is going to die next book. I think he sticks around for longer than that. Yeah. But... Um, Orchid Eater asks uh, in the chat here, uh, if Rand's villain is the Dark One, Perrin's villain is Slayer, who do you think Matt's villain will be? I feel like that's pretty obvious, right? Who Matt's villain is. It's Pat and Fane. Oh. They're connected through the, the dagger. dagger. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think that it's it's fairly... I, I, I can't imagine it would be anyone else. Well, but the problem with that is that, like, Pat and Fane is hell-bent on Rand and Rand alone, so I don't know. Everyone's hell-bent on Rand, but Rand is going to be too yes. busy for Pat and Fane. Matt's going to step in, and they're, they're going to have, like, the dagger connection be what draws them to fight. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, I, I could definitely see that, for sure. Yeah. Um, Narandin asks, what characters from your tier lists took a dive, and who would you put higher up after last section? Egwene. She fell from She was from F-tier grace. for me, so she can't fall from... Oh, because you did it after yeah. that section. Yeah. Uh, right. Matt. Matt's an S-tier character now. Banner of the Red Hand Matt is an incredible character that I love reading. And running away from your team and leading them into fights and still winning those fights, hilarious. Matt went up to S-tier. Yeah. Um... I, I will I will agree with that for sure. Um yeah, honestly, Egwene or yeah, Egwene fell, Nynaeve fell, and Elaine fell. Mogadian fell. Really? I had Mogadian in like A tier and now she's like B. Okay, that's she's like not, less, not a far fall. Yeah, less interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Matt is his own worst enemy. Yes, Philip. Yeah. Yes. You know who might be an interesting villain in this next book? The other Aiel lady that was not controlling Kuladin, but was, like, egging him on. Oh, Salad Bar? Salad Bar? <laughs> no, Salad Bar is Saladar, which is the place that the... I think they're both Salad Bar. What was her name? I don't remember. Shingles? But sh- sh- what? That Shrimp? is a cat name. Shingles? No, Shingles is a disease. <laughs> I know it is. Savannah. Savannah, that's Savannah. it. I think she comes back next book. Oh, yeah, Savannah's definitely in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, Savannah went north. Like, Savannah's ride, ride, rode across the river and ran away. But she's going to, like, collect all the Aiel that survived um, Kuladin dying. Um, um, so, uh... Yeah, another S name. Sorry, there's too many. Wheel Up Time asks, Bed Bond Balefire. Because they've done one every time so far. No, I love it. I love the Bed Bond Balefire. Gareth Brine, Valen Luca... And Kuladin. This one feels super easy to me. Oh, you kill Kuladin. You you bail fire the you, shit out of yeah, Kuladin. You bail fire Kuladin. He's he's not cool enough. Um You oh, it's so easy. You marry the shit out of Gareth Brine. Loyal, respectable gentleman, and you fuck Valen Luca. Because he's gonna be a great lay, but you don't you don't not want a man who wants to put babies in you and not marry you. Valenuka, yeah. you know what I mean? He's probably a great lay. Look, Valenuka's probably awesome in the sack. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Honestly, yeah. G- Gareth Bryan has become S-tier for me. Yeah. I marry the shit out of that man. Yeah, it's yeah. easy. 
Yeah. But thank you all the time. I, I, we do love the Bed Bond Bailfire. We bail love, fire. we love the Bed Bond Bailfire. Should fire. we do an entire episode? Should we do an entire Bed Bond Bailfire stream? Stream? What do you think, chat? Should we do a Bed Bond Bailfire stream? <laughs> we would need a guest. <laughs> Thanks, Sex Monkey. Do you think the Do you think the innkeeper would do Bed Bond Bailfire with us? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think we could get Dusty Wheel, or we could ask maybe Ellen? Oh, Shalish. Yeah, Shalish might be. We could have one of our mods guest on it. Um. Yeah, right. I think that'd be a fun stream. Um, Joshy Josh asks, you're building a Wheel of Time themed D&D party. What are the stats for the Emmons Field 5? I think that's too, I think that's too long a question. So, well, like, so I'm going to ask you this. Okay. Uh, every, give me the, um. The worst and the, the best. class. And the, uh, yes, and the, the high high stat and low stat for each character. Okay, so let's start with Rand. Rand. Rand is, I think, a sorcerer. Um, I don't think he learns magic like a wizard what's does. The, what's the, no, wait, what's the um, Hexblade Warlock? Hexblade Warlock is a very specific kind of warlock. Oh, because of the calendar, you think? Yeah, well, and because he constantly whips out fire swords that he makes with magic. That feels Hexblade-y to me. Okay. He could be a Hexblade Warlock. Okay, here's the problem, though, with a warlock is their magic stems from a deity. So who does yeah. Rand worship? The creator. Creator, okay. Who created the dragon Bella. reborn to he fight Shia Ghul. Worships Bella. Uh, I, that is what? like the most, that is the most, where else would the one power come from if not the wheel? Yeah. Rand is literally a wheel I deity hexblade warlock. I would say he's a sorcerer personally, but I like, I like Sorcerers don't sword fight, though. Uh, well, mine does, but that's a homebrew class. But, but, but you know what I mean? Like, sorcerer, like Rand is a, Rand uses magic. No, no, here's the thing. But every chance he gets, he pulls out if, a sword. If Rand is a level 10 character right now, mm -hmm. he's like level six sorcerer, level four fighter. But he is a heron marked blade champion. I mean, level <laughs> like, four, you still get that extra attack. Like, at level four is not yeah, bad. Yeah. You know, like, I definitely think he's um sorcerer multi-class with, um... Probably fighter. Okay. With the with because yeah yeah. yeah Rand yeah. is not a bard. Rand is Michael Baruta. Rand is almost a blade singer. I think that that's 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 also oh, a fun blade one. singer would be good. Yeah yeah yeah. Um um so battle that's mage. Rand. I like battle mage. So what do you think Rand's best stat and worst stat are? Um, Rand has Rand has impossibly high constitution. True. You know what I mean? He has a wound mm -hmm. that is always in pain, mm -hmm. and he still fights through it. Yeah. Rand is a Rand is a high constitution boy. Yes, I think his lowest stat is mm, wisdom. Yeah, but not in a bet. Like he's not stupid. He's just inexperienced. Oh no! I think in his intelligence kind of is very high. No, no, intelligence is like book smarts, and wisdom is like street smarts. If you want to go by that. Do you think his intelligence is low? Like his like No, I think his intelligence is very high. Okay. Rand Rand literally spent an entire like three months in the Stone of Tear reading constantly to try and like read his way into a solution to his problems. That is fair. That is a high intelligence thing to me. That that is absolutely if fair. he was wise, he would have been like going around trying to like get help from other people. Mm -hmm. No, Rand locked himself in his room with his books. Okay. Alright, that's fair. I we'll you know go with wisdom being the lowest stat. Um, so who's next? Matt? Matt. Matt is, um, uh, there is a specific quarterstaff. Is, is it, is it a monk? 
that... So Jimmy says Rand's wisdom is getting lower the more mad he gets. I agree with that. Yeah, especially with the madness. Yeah, like, I agree with that. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Rand was also nerdy nightly at some point. I am one of the past lives of Randall Thor. Matt, Matt is like a fighter, but he mm -hmm. has the, um, he has the feet. The feet, I think it's called like pole arm master, I think. I bet he's a pole arm master. <laughs> Matt definitely has the pole arm. He's the master of that third leg, you know what I mean? Oh my god. Um, uh, yeah, Matt, high dexterity for sure. I oh, insane dexterity. Yeah, dexterity is the highest. Charisma? And I think Charisma second. You know highest. what? No, you know what? You know what's going on with Matt? What? All stats are high. He rolled he rolled his he stats rolled and he rolled stats. perfectly. He rolled, he rolled yeah. 18, 18, 18, 18, 18. Yes. Matt Matt has the craziest stat sheet you've ever seen. Yeah. Because he just dark one on luck. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I 100 percent agree. So Perrin is next. Perrin is a barbarian. Yes. <laughs> who is multi-class as a druid. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Ranton yeah. Moore says Matt Def has the lucky feet. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Matt took Lucky as a feat and Polar Master. Okay, Perrin. If Perrin is a level 10 character, I think mm -hmm. he's like level 7 Barbarian, level 3 Druid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Because he yeah. can't he can't Wild Shape. Not yet. But the Druid, he needs to have some Druid in him, which is what allows him to get into Teleron. I think level 3 you get Wild Shape, so maybe level 2 Druid. But he can't, he, he never took that. He didn't take that feat. You know what I mean? He can't Wild Shape, but he can. That's not a feat. That is just part of the I feat. bet I'm saying like He's a druid, but, like, he can't wild shape. Right, so, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. His eyes wild shape, and that's His it. His eyes wild shape. Um, he definitely has high charisma. Oh, insane charisma. Like, charisma is, like, 20, and strength is, like, 19. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then he, he's interesting, because I don't want to say his, like, intelligence is low. He's actually very well, like, thought out. But I, he doesn't seem like the bookish type. Oh, I, no, I would say his wisdom is very high, but his intelligence is low. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, um, his constitution, also insane. <laughs> um, Matt yeah. rolled, <laughs> logical, uh, says Matt rolled 18 wisdom, but the DM fudged it while Matt wasn't looking. Beastmaster Ranger, actually, I like, I think is better than Druid, because I don't think Perrin's going to become a wolf, but I think that the Beastmaster I, is... I was, I, I was, I went more Druid because I don't think Beastmaster gives him the, like, because he can get into Teleran Riyadh, that mm -hmm. feels magical to me. And so that's why I was like, Druid... Rangers have some magic. That's true. No, that is true. Okay. Yeah, depending. Um, so then, do, are are Egwene and Nynaeve different um, types of types? Well, here's the thing: Nynaeve can only channel when she gets angry. Mm hmm. Which like seems like a weird like barbarian rage mixed with magic kind of class. Ooh, I love that. If if that were a D and D class, she has to be in her barbarian rage to channel. To channel. That's a that's a really interesting D and D class to play. I think it'd be fun. We might we might have to put that in our Wheel of Time campaign next year, and we'll call it the Wilder class. The Wilder class. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. That'll be a little homebrew. Someone's gonna have to play a Wilder. Okay. That's so fun. I love that. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's like like almost more like gentle-hearted, like. You know when bar barbarians are like strong, but like they they have a love for things. Like that's why she heals. She has like a like respect for life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That would be very. Although cool. a lot of I like a lot of people play barbarians that are like very gruff, but like are very soft with small things. Yeah. So like I feel like that's kind of naive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is totally that. That's fun. A um, rage mage. 
Philip the Rage Mage. That is perfect. I I enjoy that. Nynaeve the Rage Mage. She's also got perfect. like really low charisma. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I don't think she has a stat. I think it's actually just an empty spot on her. There is no, sheet. yeah. Charisma does not exist in that spot. There, it actually isn't even an empty spot. Everything else is just a little bit bigger. Yeah, and so it, you don't even no, notice. Yeah, yeah. The... You don't notice that there's nothing there. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, and then Egwene. Egwene's our last one. What's her best stat, though? Oh, Nynaeve. Nynaeve. Um, it's got to be intelligence. She makes some dumb choices. No, her wisdom is, like, not great. Okay, okay. But, like, her intelligence is for, very Especially high. for the yeah. healing and the herbs. Okay, yeah. I also think her charisma. Or not her charisma. Her con uh, con constitution. Constitution is probably the all of yeah. All of them have crazy high constitution except Matt. Matt? Yeah, yeah. Matt's yeah, the only yeah. one whose constitution isn't great. And and, and Egwene. Like Egwene's mid. constitution isn't great. It's like mid. But um, I feel like Nynaeve has, like, eaten so many herbs to figure out what they do that it's really hard to mess with her. Yeah. Like, she, she's one of those people who has, like, sipped a little bit of poison every day so that she can't be poisoned. She has crazy constitution skills. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, um, okay, so Egwene, Egwene, I think, is a wizard because she has, like, studied the magic and that's mm -hmm. how she learned it. Like, uh, a lot of okay, the other yeah, girls yeah. have that intrinsic, like, I just did things and I don't really know how I did that. Egwene has a little bit less of that. She was at the tower. She studied. Um, I think her and Elaine are, like, similar in that sense. So I would say that she's a wizard where she actually, like, has to learn spells to mm -hmm. cast them. Cool. Um, and I would say she's got... What's a wizard's um, casting mod? Is it intelligence? I, I think, think so, yeah. High intelligence for yeah. Egwene and, like, low strength. Maybe? No strength. Like, yeah, she's like me. She's got, like, and noodly no arms. Yeah. Because she's the one that gets taken out by um, She keeps getting captured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She keeps getting captured. She can't dodge anything. Yeah. All, all those dexterity Egwene has no dexterity. Throws, those dexterity saving throws are all garbage. All right, guys, we're at the end of the show here. A um, couple more things we're going to do. First, we're going to answer the question, rank the five books so far. Oh. You think you can off the top of your head? Four is number one. Four is number one. Four. I'm going to be super controversial. Can I throw out mine really Go quick? Go for it. Mine is going to be four, uh -huh. three, yeah. one, five, two. This is so hard because there's so much that I love about this past book and there's so much that I hate about it that I don't yeah, yeah. know where to rank it. Ah, my God. I don't know. F okay, four is definitely number one. Yeah, I agree. Four... They're all blending together in my head. I'm like, what has happened in each book? Four. What did you say? Did you say three? Because I think. I said four, three. Yeah, I think one, three. Five, two. I think four, three, one, five, two. So the exact thing I just said. No, no, you said one, five. No, five, you two. said you said five, one. No, one, five, two. Oh yeah, so the exact thing. Sorry, numbers are hard. This is why we're married. I'm bisexual. I don't do numbers. Um, yeah, I four three one five two. Yeah, there's something about the first book that, although it is very different from all the others, it is. Fuck up. Turbox <laughs> it says, is a beginning, and I do love that about it. Turbox says, "Amazing that you just uh, put Great Hunt the lowest when you loved it during reading." I the the ranking is not the bad ones and the good ones. The ranking is I love all of these books. Yeah, yeah. They're all like, so it, it's like when I rank Star Wars and people yeah. are like, oh, Rise of Skywalker is your least favorite Star Wars film. And I'm like, yes, you understand that I love 
all of them. Yeah. It's like you're. I'm ranking between. I would say a. I would put Great Hunt at like an eight point five. And I would put book four to 9.5. Yeah, and so I'm yeah. ranking between 8.5 and 9.5. I'm not ranking that Great Hunt is bad. Yeah, it's really tough because for me, for me, the only reason two is the lowest is because in a sense, it has been the least memorable and not in mm-hmm. a bad way. But the only big thing that I remember happening in that book is the end with Ingtar and the Sanchen and the Flicker Flicker. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's been other, there's been more standout moments from the other ones. And so yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's tough. Mm. My mom's calling. Your mom's calling. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> We've received more phone calls during the show. Than the entire week. I don't know. Honestly. Literally, I, we never get calls. Yeah. If it was the first half of this past book, it would definitely be last, but I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. For me, for me, I'm, I'm ranking everything between 8.5 and 9.5. There is not a bad book yet, but I have favorites. Yeah. 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 It's it's by fractions of an inch. And the problem is I have favorite moments from each one and It's like ranking it's like ranking Olympians uh in like a race. Like sure, yeah. Like Usain Bolt came first and like someone came fifth, but that guy's still an Olympian. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like he still he's still got to the Olympics. This he's still one of the best runners on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that way. I feel like every book in this is some of the best fantasy writing I've ever read. Yeah. It's just not it, they can't all be equal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah four, I three, that's fair. four, three, one, five, two is my ranking. All right. Uh, I, the world, I don't think is as good as I'm ranking it. It just is special for me first. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's going to always it. be that nostalgic. Like I said, it's not the beginning. Nostalgic for six months ago. It is though. And it brought us here to like where we are now and no, nothing will ever change that. Right. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. Um, so then final thing, we're going to read the first chapter, the first, not first chapter. We're going to read the first line. Of, of the, the Lord of Chaos. Or yeah. the chapter one. No, chapter one is the wheel turns nonsense. Oh! <laughs> okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, non-binary friends. This is the first sentence of the Lord of Chaos. Our reading journey of book six begins It is now. called The First Message. The First Message. Demandred stepped out onto the black slopes of Shiogul and the gateway, a hole in reality's fabric wrinkled out of existence. Did Demandred just kill Asmodian? Oh, can you reread that? Yes, can you I just can. read that sentence again? Uh, Demandred stepped out onto the black slopes of Shiogul and the gateway, a hole in reality's fabric, winked out of existence. So he just portaled from somewhere. Did he just kill Asmodian? I mean, He's that, if we're, since we're ranking things, that is the best first sentence of a book in this franchise. Uh-huh. That, like, a, 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 a gap in reality winks out of existence? What a line! Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I think we're gonna go read. <laughs> we do have wow. to get groceries first. Yeah, but then and we have to watch Stranger Things. Right, guys. that has to go up tomorrow. Yeah, we're we're doing. Hey, that. Uh, that was incredible. What it? What a first sentence! Holy shit! Yeah! Wow! Holy shit! That was unexpected. Um, I I was I truly was not prepared. Um, is that the first thing, or is there anything before that? Uh. Oh no! There's there's a poem beforehand. The lions sing and the hills take flight by the moon by day, the sun by night. Blind woman, deaf man, jackdaw fool. 
let the Lord of Chaos rule. Wait. Nineteen. Cool. Let the Lord of Chaos rule. Is that Haddonfane, do you still think? No, the Lord of Chaos is the Dark One. Mm. I think the Dark One gets out this book. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a thick boy. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, High some A uh, couple things uh, we have to do before we get into this. Okay. Um, this, this is sponsored by Audible. Audible. Trial.com slash Nerdy Nightly. People read this book. It's thick. Do you want to read all these words? It's bad for your eyes. That's It's not good for your eyesight. Okay. Are you getting older and you need to put on spectacles to read? AudibleTrial.com. You don't have to read anymore. Someone will read it to you. Like when your parents were still alive and they read you to sleep at night. Um, is this what a Disney princess's story yeah, background this is Bambi. story? Uh, welcome to Bambi. All Quarks Bar, thank you for the super chat. Super <laughs> chat for the Black Souls of Shao Ghoul. Second thing, uh, at the end, we're changing the schedule for Lord of Chaos, y'all. Yes. Um, so uh, I'm going to post the new schedule today, mm -hmm. but we are not going to wait two weeks at the end to do the full book recap. We are going to do the final episode on... Um, the following Monday. Yes. Monday morning. So instead of taking a week, because we're going to be gone, we have um, uh, Dragon Con that yeah. we are going to be at. Before we leave for Dragon Con, three days later, after doing... April 20... Or uh, uh, August 29th. Yes. After doing the entire... We're going to do the full book, book. recap th on the Monday. Yes. So that we can start reading the next book and come back with the next book two weeks later. Yes. So it's yeah. just kind of like a clean start, yeah. you know? Um, and so that chapter, that's going to go up today. Uh, that schedule, and uh, I think that's it. That's all the that's all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, so, I'm I'm about to post a link in the chat. That's my um uh, latest YouTube video. So just high low. go give it a like, please. What's the high? What's the low? The high for this entire book is so difficult because mm -hmm. everything happens so quickly in this like last little bit. Mm -hmm. This might be really controversial. Okay. I think my high of the book is the like incredible cliffhanger that it leaves on. Like Oh, the Asmodian Seth. I immediately yeah, I was like, I need to pick up the next one. And if that's not a high, I don't know what is. And so that's gonna be my high for the book is the like I must read book six. <laughs> um, my low is probably gonna be your low. It's okay. the Egwene Nineve moment. It's yeah. just my low of the book. Don't like it. Yep. Yeah. Agreed? Uh, yeah, that's low, and then the the bickering. And now we don't have to talk about it again. Now we don't have to talk about it. Yay! And moving on. finally, guys, friends, my high. Your high. My high. Oh my god, such a good moment. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm it's Matt running ahead of his team, right into a fight, and he's like, "God damn it!" I was trying to get away. And the way that that information is conveyed to the audience, where you have to figure out that he was trying to run away, love it. Robert Jordan, chef's yes. kiss. One of the most, one of my favorite moments in all fantasy. Yes. So cool. Absolutely. So, so, so cool. Mm-hmm. And with that, with we, we got to do a smut corner. So really, throw a sex scene in really quick. Where, the, add a sex scene into the book really the fast. The entire book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that um, um, before Asmodian uh, dies... Um, an unfortunate death. Um, he he did get together with um, one of the Aiel uh, spear maidens. Good for he, him. He played Maiden's Kiss a little Good bit. Good for him. Because you know what? He's dead now. And so I just really hope that he had uh, a, a, an orgasm before death. 
one orgasm before death is yeah. all we can ask for. That's all we can ask uh, for. I'm going to add in that uh, Matt mm -hmm. and uh, Melhindra. They had lots of sex. I know, but but I would add in just like that that last time that he's thinking about after you know as after you know he's like moved on a little bit at the end of the book he's sitting there and he's looking back on his time with her and he just remembered in that time where they did that really kinky thing that he like didn't even know was possible. Yeah, he's um, like I didn't know I could bend that way because he's 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 played maiden kiss with a few maidens. You know what yeah, I mean? He's, yeah, yeah. he's he's slept with a few ladies. And he's just remembering that one thing that Melhindra did that no other woman's ever done. Yeah. And that's that. That's how I would end the book. Is just with he's like him remember remembering that. that like, he's like, God, dark friends, dark friends do For the rest of his do life. the deed differently. <laughs> dark friends do the deed differently. And on that note, y'all, that's been the Nerdy Wordy Book Club for this week. We will be back next week with mm -hmm. uh, prologue through chapter eleven of the Lords of Chaos. It's like three hundred pages. Start reading now. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a thick chunk next week, but apparently our show's three hours now. So we will see you all next Friday. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. For prologue to episode 11, chapter 11, whatever. Oh my god, this, what is so long? Follow me at Nerdy Nightly. Follow her at Claris Polaris. And as always. Do something nerdy immediately and read this section because it's 292 a, pages. It's a chunky boy. Bye, friends. Bye.